a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Two men, who are believed to have recently returned from Syria, were shot dead when they opened fire on police. Raids were also carried out in other parts of the country. The first edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo since the shootings in Paris goes on sale in the UK today. Demand for the new issue, which carries a front cover cartoon of a crying Prophet Muhammad, is expected to be high. Two men who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later today. Ziggy Pawlex died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. 26-year-old Carl Stockwell from Dallow Road and 19-year-old Daniel McRedmond from Shirley Road have both pleaded guilty to actual and grievous bodily harm. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. More from Lee Agnew. Scientists know that Beagle 2 successfully detached from the Mars Express orbiter, but no touchdown confirmation came. Most experts think the probe crashed onto the Martian surface. The UK Space Agency is likely to reveal this morning high-resolution images taken of the planned landing site. Colin Pillinger, the Open University's charismatic professor who led the project, passed away last May. People in Hitchin are being encouraged to buy two cups of coffee, but only drink one. The payment is kept behind the counter and then used by someone who can't cover the cost themselves. Similar schemes have operated elsewhere, including at Fresco's coffee shop in Bedford. These residents from Hitchin are split on the idea. I think people would do it in good faith. Hitchin people are pretty decent, pretty decent bunch. So, um, so yeah, no, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. No, not really. You don't really know if the right person is going to get it. It should be more aimed at homeless people or yeah. people that are not as well off as other people. And the weather forecast, cloud, uh, cold and largely dry this morning with light winds and some sunshine and highs today of 6 Celsius, that's 43 in Fahrenheit. Get the latest news online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I love Big Bum. you pulling a snidey face for? That made me think of a rap song. Go on then, let's hear it. Hang on, let's... I'll hang join on, in. Hang on a second. You know it? Yeah, man. You can only sing up to a certain point because it is quite rude. Go. I like, like big butts, I cannot lie. You other brothers can deny. The when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and round thing in your face, you get sprung. What a pull of fucking, you know, that type of stuff. Even the jeans she's wearing. I'm booked and I can't stop staring. I think oh, we've had baby. enough of that. I think we've had enough of that. Damn, damn you and your funk. Damn you throwing out your funk at four minutes past six in the morning. Such a dangerous word. Funk. I never liked funk. Right, on the show this morning, religious celebrations. (laughs) Coffee collaborations and daily ramifications. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Four Radio. Anyway. I don't actually know what that wording is. I just um, fudged it badly. You fudged it badly. And, 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 and people, people like to funk. Now, <laughs> at 7.30, it's open doors. Uh, anybody can turn up. We've already had... We've had kind of rumblings that a couple of people are going to turn up, and that's great. Yeah. That's exciting. But it, it, just because you've seen on Twitter or on Facebook, someone said, oh, I'm coming. Does they it- all say that, and they never turn <laughs> up. <laughs> but also... Any number of people can turn up. One person can turn up. A hundred people can turn up and tell Catherine off. It's all, <laughs> it's all acceptable. So turn up one Hastings Street, Luton. If you turn up before half past seven or any time between half seven and eight, and at eight o'clock, you get asked to leave. There's no hanging around. You can have a picture taken and all that. But then out, go. We've got a show to do. Also, all the music is coming from records today. Ooh. This is a dirty one. I love it. That's a really scrap. I've, I've cleaned that as well. You know, you know, you can clean records with glue. Did you know this? This is true. You can clean records, Kelly. You, you come through, Catherine, because you'll or, or do it from there. Whatever's more convenient for you. How does that work? Well, you, it's got to be special type. It's like wood glue, and you cover the record in wood glue, let it set, and then you can peel it off, oh, and I'd it like takes all of the ingrained gunk out of it. Surely there'd be some little bits of glue though that stay. No, because it all, comes, no, it all comes off in one piece. Do you know a good way of cleaning ACD? Um, freeze it. Lick it. <laughs> Not you as well. You what? lick it? Yeah. Uh, oh, she's miming a lick. And then you rub it on your trousers. Yeah. Pop it in, good as new. I often, uh, I often spit on DVDs and CDs. What, if you don't like them? No, if the, if the boy, because the boys run around and they completely knacker them. So, uh, yeah, I'm often spitting on us. You can be really rough with those, those guys. 
Your boys. Exactly, yes. Now, religious and community leaders will take to the streets of High Wycombe this weekend to celebrate the birth of the Prophet Muhammad. The annual march will have an extra resonance on Sunday, given recent events in Paris and a fear that the actions of an Islamist minority might have consequences for people here. Well, uh, Catherine Boyle can tell us more. This is something of a tradition in High Wycombe, isn't it? Yes, in fact, this will be the 27th year this parade's taken place Blimey. there. It's organised by the Wycombe Islamic Mission Mosque Committee, but will include people from many of the area's religious in a display of unity. Local residents are also being encouraged to turn up and walk alongside them on the day. Okay. Now, organisers tell us that last year, 2,000 people walked in yesterday in last year's parade. So not even 2,000 people turning up to watch, they yeah. actually walked. Wow, um, so the procession on Sunday should be difficult to miss. Um, the idea is they set out from Jubilee Road at 11.30am and they'll move through the town centre and finish at 2. So it would seem that community relations are, are pretty healthy in High Wycombe then? It would seem so, and I'm sure any listeners listening will, will tell us if that's not the case, but we certainly haven't heard of the sort of problems there have been in Milton Keynes recently, for example. Yeah. Um, the director of Milton Keynes Islamic Arts, Heritage and Culture, and Wakasim is concerned that what happened in France will lead to reprisals for Muslims living in his area. In fact, he told us about an incident in Bletchley recently where a Muslim woman was spat at and uh, verbally abused by a white couple. He said that they called out that it was her community that was causing all the problems um, and then that was the reason they spat at her. She was too frightened to report this incident to the police, um, but Mr Kasim says people are reacting um, as they did after 9-11 and going into fear mode. Yeah, I've had a, you know I've had some emails from uh, the, the one or two people who uh, seem to uh, have, have ratcheted up their dislike of uh, Muslims and Islamists. Uh, by the way, I've blocked you. Uh, so, y- y- yeah, I can understand that this is this is going on. I guess the problem with this situation with this this person is if if the police if people don't report it, then the police and the authorities don't know that there's a problem. Yeah, and as you mentioned, there are people clumping Muslims together with yep. the Islamists, which is something that it, most Muslims would want to completely separate themselves from the views of those people. Trouble is that people, if they don't report it, the police and therefore the authorities can't know that there is a problem and can't do anything about it and this is generally true but actually in this case in the case of the spitting incident it seems that the wheels have been put in motion anyway and the Milton Keynes Equality Council is planning an emergency meeting to reassure the local uh, Islamic community it's working with several different agencies such as local communities uh, Thames Valley Police Milton Keynes Council MPs and people at grassroots levels to see what what can be done locally and the MK Equality Council wants to ensure the well-being of people in the area says that so far the incident in Bletchley has been an isolated one. Hopes it remains that way. Call 08459 455 555. So, BBC Three Counties Radio. You've brought in a load of records. Yeah, loads. The next one we're going to play is yours, and it's brilliant. Uh, also, 7.30, the open door policy. People are invited in. You weren't here last week. No, but I wished I was. We had Mr T come in. It was flipping brilliant. Matt Lockwood was in. Uh, it was just a bit embarrassing, really. <laughs> I mean, he was all over him. But... Uh, are you prepared? First of all, no one may turn up. Right. Which means we'll just have to have a chat. Fine. Okay. Are you prepared that maybe um, those on the fringes of sanity might be turning up? Yeah. You ready for that? Because you're going to be sat... I'm going to have a desk between me and them. You're going to be sat actually next to them. So fine, it's fine. You sure? I, mean, I deal with someone on the fringe of sanity every day, so I'm... Who's that? What? Your kids? Uh, Dealey? Yeah. Oh, Kelly, yeah. Oh, don't look at me like that, you plum. Okay, uh, you people can turn up. And, uh, Kels, when they come in, you frisk them, don't you, for weapons and things? Oh, for weapons? That's what you're supposed oh, to be frisking them. I didn't realise it was for something. Not for, just... Oh, flipping oh, Kelly. Kelly!
We're playing records all morning. 08459 455555. Let's get the travel here, Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Newport Pagnell on the A509 London Road, there's been an accident near the Tickford roundabout. The police say a car's off the road and in a ditch, so they're warning to approach that with care this morning. If you're heading into London, the A10 in Enfield, the traffic lights are not working at the M25, Junction 25 for Enfield. And also, if you're going to use the North Circular Road, westbound at Fry and Barnet, uh, there are queues because two lanes have closed with a, a manhole that's collapsed. 
collapsed. Uh, that's westbound between Bounds Green Road and Coney Hatch Lane. Having a look at the motor... I used to live in Coney Hatch Lane! Sorry, I got really excited because of place <laughs> where I used to... I'm so sorry, I'm so... Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. On the M40s, outbound. That's the length... I used to live on the M40! Because of flooding at Junction 8 for the A40 Square at Oxford, so there's a lane close there on the entry slip road. And looking at the M25, no reports of any problems, and it seems to be moving well so far on the speed sensors. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. I used to live with Samantha Bruff! Making myself laugh, nobody else. 6.17, it's Friday the 16th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. And the first edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo since the shootings in Paris goes on sale in the UK today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Ellis Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I summer and winter were not one bit alike. Well, I satin and cinder. Not your time Well then What are we doing in love What are we doing in a mess like this What are we doing in love Why were you someone I couldn't resist What are we doing in love We're like Matches. We'll probably have our share of fights We're like roses and switches It's gonna be hard, but we gotta try So what are we doing in love? What are we doing in a mess like this? What are we doing in love? And what are we gonna tell all? Sundown People say We're never gonna last Like Uptown and downtown You like it slow But I like it fast What are we doing in love? What are we doing in a mess like this? What are we doing in love? What are we gonna tell all my friends? What are we doing in 
much. Kenny Rogers really does put it around, doesn't he? A lot of his songs. Ooh, smooth country music from the 90s. I'm, I'm loath to open your microphone, Catherine. You've got a yellow card. But Ken, <laughs> Kenny Rogers, he likes making love in studios, I think. He, he, yes, but if you're going to do that in a studio, who better than Kenny Rogers? And Dottie West. I've never heard of Dottie West, but that's yeah. brilliant. That's great. I bought. Uh, well, Catherine and I have been taking punts. We've been buying bundles on eBay, and there's a lot of rubbish in there. But I've they... been really lucky. I've only had two really You've done all right, dodgy ones. Every now and then, I was listening to some miserable country last what, night. What is that a thing? You buy a bundle of records and you have no idea what's in it. Well, it'll say from the sixties. Yeah. 60s, and sometimes they give you an idea of some of the artists yeah. involved, but they won't tell you the rubbish ones that they're. That talking. is a great game. It's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant, and you get a load of do- uh, tosh, and then you get some. I mean, I've got. A, I, I was listening to some miserable country the other night. George Jones. These days, I barely get by. Gosh. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, um, oh, there was another great country song. I won't come in until he's gone. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now, I'm here having a lovely cup of coffee. You are welcome. Ah, thanks, girls. She makes a good cup of coffee uh, about every once in every five coughs. But it's, it's, um... it's worth the risk. Because you know one day you're going to get a good one. How about... Hello there. I don't make your next few, then. (laughs) Why would you even joke about something like that? So that you'd never have a bad coffee? No. Okay. No. What? No. No. But it seems the coffee is no longer one of life's little luxuries. A new scheme suggests it's become something the have should be extending to the have-nots. People in Hitchin are being encouraged to buy two cups. One for them... One for the needy. In That's what I do. Sorry? That's what I do. When? When I make your coffee. Oh, for goodness mm. sakes. Mm. Well, Justin's late for work. Where is Dealey? He's on his way. He doesn't live that far away. <laughs> so, Kelly, Hi, we're talking Kelly, to everyone. you. What do we know about this, Kells Bells? So, this is a story that we spotted in the Hearts Mercury. It's called Suspended Coffee, and apparently it's a concept, if you want a little bit of history... Yes, please. It started in Italy, uh-huh. and it spread across Europe, and it's now being promoted by a group of people headed up by a local man called Peter Quilton from Beerton. OK. That's a nice uh, sentence. Yeah, it is, actually. They see it as a really simple way of getting people to help each other and spread some goodwill. He told the Mercury, I think it would work in Hitchin, as many people in the town are friendly and love where they live. So basically what happens is I go in, yeah. I buy a coffee for me, and then I, I suspend a coffee for someone else. So I buy a second coffee, but I don't get that coffee. That goes to someone... Needy. Needy, OK. Yes. Well, how has the idea gone down with people? Don't ask me. Our reporter, oh. Ben Nye, got it straight from the local horses' mouths. And when, when I, I say, say horses, horses, I mean people. people. In Hitchin. You've got coffees in your hand. If that had been available to you, would you have bought yours and then thought, oh, I'll buy someone else one who maybe needs it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would work. Yeah, definitely. No, not really. You don't really know if the right person is going to get it. There's always that chance, yeah. (laughs) We're we're humans after all, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's always good to do something for, for someone a bit less advantage than you so uh yeah i don't drink coffee myself but yeah i think that's a good idea in principle yeah, yeah. i think people would do it in good faith hitching people are pretty decent pretty decent bunch so um so yeah and no, i don't think there'd be a problem with that okay so largely positive but what do the businesses reckon um the radcliffe arms on warsworth road they've tested it out stop it what I, I went off script then yeah i don't know what you're talking about they've tested it <coughs> out kath, kath you're, you're hardly one to talk today is this thing on yes they've tested it out they tested it out a couple of years ago and they decided against it their manager Stuart Adler he told the Mercury that he'd put it on Facebook and it hadn't taken off 
Meanwhile, Molly Palmer from Molly's Tea Rooms, she thought it was a really good idea. Molly's Tea Rooms. doesn't I don't know the place, but doesn't that, doesn't that sound fantastic? I've yes. got a great image in my head. But she was worried about being inundated if the word got around, so she was that she was doing these suspended coffees. She said she'd feel more comfortable if somebody just put spare change uh, in a box. Who is, an, who is a needy person? When Is it a homeless? Is it just someone you go up and you order coffee and go, oh, nuts, I've left my wallet in the car. Don't worry, sir, someone suspended a coffee. And are they suspending things like, you know, bacon sandwiches? or yeah. How does it work? I think it would be a better idea if you went in, bought your coffee physically, put it in your hand, got the other one physically, put it in your hand, yeah. and then physically gave it to somebody sitting outside. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Just say physically one more time. Physically. Thank you very much indeed. This is a song from the collection of Catherine Boyle, John Lennon, a number nine dream.
Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll find out where the hell Dealey is. We'll have a look at the papers. And in an hour, strangers will hopefully be wandering into our studio. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Port Pagnell on the A509. There's been an accident near the Tickford roundabout. Police are warning to approach that carefully. If you're heading into London on the A10 towards the M25, the traffic lights aren't working at the M25 junction 25 for Enfield, and that caused long delays last night, but it's not causing any delays at the moment. In Fry and Barnet on the North Circular Road, there are long delays there because two lanes are closed between New Southgate and Coney Hatch Lane. Those queues are reaching Edmonton. There's only one lane open heading towards Henley's Corner. In Rockstar on the A1 Great North Road, there are the roadworks around the Black Cat roundabout, which is likely to get busy later on. And looking at the motorways, no reports of any problems on the A1M. At the M40 southbound, though, still has a lane closed on the entry slip road at Junction 8 for Oxford because it's flooded. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. It comes after terrorists killed 12 people at the offices of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo for its depiction of the Prophet. The authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Vervier foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Two men, who are believed to have recently returned from Syria, were shot dead when they opened fire on police. Two men who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later today. Ziggy Pavleks died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed later this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. The weather forecast, cold and largely dry this morning with light winds and some sunshine. Cloud will thicken this afternoon and there'll be some showers around. Highs today of 6 Celsius, that's 43 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton manager John Steele has told Three Counties Sport that Luke Gotteridge, Pelly Ruddock and Alex Lawless are just weeks away from starting in the first team. Steele has also been explaining the reason for not bringing back Cameron McGeehan to the club after the Norwich man signed on loan for Cambridge. We would take Cameron McGeehan and Cameron McGeehan would come, but I don't want to loan him. Would I take him permanent? Yes, we would. If we get a chance to take him permanent, will we? Yes, we will. But why would I bring him in to sit on the bench and and not play? They'd want him to play, and I would understand that. And there's no benefit in that for us at the moment. Take him permanent, yes. To loan him, we don't need to. Stevenage travel to York in League Two tomorrow. The Borough are looking to continue an impressive run of form that has yielded four wins and a draw from the last five games. Striker Calvin Zola has been getting game time recently after a long injury layoff, and manager Graham Westley has been explaining how difficult it's been for his front man. 
any any player who's been out for a long period of time um, will tell you it's tough to to get back in. Some, you sometimes look as though you've never played the game before, and uh, you have to, as a manager, appreciate the difficulties that player's facing. You can only produce what's in your body. When it's not in your body, it's really tough, and you've got to be really brave to get out there on the pitch, wear a shirt, and play to you know substandard levels. And you know, hope you hope that people will bear with you while you're getting yourself right. And I'm sure before the end of the year, he'll be ready to make a contribution. Watford have appointed Dean Austin as assistant coach. He returns to the club having worked under Brendan Rodgers five years ago. Austin will watch the Hornets' championship match at home to Charlton tomorrow. Jeff Doyle reports. Watford have been keen to add an English voice to their coaching setup. Nigel Gibbs was expected to join but chose Millwall instead recently. Dean Austin returns to the club four and a half years after leaving with Brendan Rodgers to Reading. A former Tottenham and Crystal Palace player, he's coached at a number of league clubs since his previous Hornets experience. As for player signings, Bolton midfielder Jay Spearing is reportedly on Watford's radar, as is Serbian defender Vujadin Savic. Luton Town midfielder Solomon Taiwo has left the club and joined Dover. Meanwhile, striker Ross Lafayette has signed on loan for Woking. The Hatters are at Plymouth tomorrow. Luke Rooney is a doubt. And Wickham Wanderers midfielder Josh Scowen has left the club and signed for League One side Barnsley. Scowen was out of contract in the summer and turned down a new chairboys deal. Wickham are at Bury tomorrow. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play a qualifier at the Australian Open, but if he progresses into the second week, he may have to play Grigor Dimitrov in the fourth round and Roger Federer in the quarterfinals. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full bulletin at seven o'clock.
a secret research mission. What, in Costas? Uh, yes, that was afterwards. They said, you know what, turn up late and see how the team cope and listen to the show on the way. And it was a research mission and it worked. <laughs> and how did the show sound, Justin, in your professional opinion? Um, it sounded great. It sounded lively. They're all Friday feels to the programme today. <laughs> oh, Justin, you brought coffee. All this forgiven. Go and do some work. Yeah, cheers, boss. Tara, unbelievable. <laughs> what a plum. Fair play. He brought... Oh, hang on. Stop it, Beach Boys. Thank you. He brought coffee, so good for him. Good for him. 08459 455 555. Although my cup feels a little empty. Oh, I mean, it's... He's had a drink out of this, hasn't he? <laughs> He's made his own cup out of... These are just the empties out of his cup. He's made his own cup out of the... the... He's bought three cups and then poured a third of each into a cup of his own. <laughs> you cheeky little beggar, hey? What is he doing? Hello, boss. Yes? Yeah, thanks right? for the coffees, Justin. Thanks for the coffees. Excellent. Nice one, mate. Very what, kind. What are you saying? Nothing. Saying it's very generous of you there to... There coffees out of my car. They were made fresh round the corner Beautiful. on London Road. That's, that okay. is wonderful, and we appreciate right. it a lot. Thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff, Justin. Well, Thank cool. you. Yeah, we're cool, man. We're okay. cool. We're cool. We're cool. Excellent stuff. 08459 455 555. But what he's done is he's he's, ba- he's got brought us coffee, which is yeah, great. Kind. Yeah, Which is very kind, Just. Okay. okay. Just take your headphones off and go and do some work. Go on. Okay. Good lad. Okay. Off you go. What he's, done is, is what he's done is what he's done. He just. Hey, I heard coffee. that. What? What are you saying? Nothing, Justin. Excellent stuff. Great, great guy. Great bands. Great guy. He's a great guy. Great yeah. asset. Yeah. Asset. To the team. <laughs> he's a real asset to the team. Uh, now it's time that we uh, look through the papers. Yeah, go on. Well, this is now. I like this story, and you and I disagreed about this. Well, tell me it. Okay, now when you go to the cinema, yeah, right, you want to watch a film, don't you? Mm-hmm. Britain's largest cinema chain has apologised. T- and I would love your thoughts on this because this, um, just this might be something you can go out on. Actually, put your headphones on because this is this is a this is a an, well. Uh, let me. I'm going to be on the streets very soon. The streets are not quite ready for me yet. But uh, if you want to <laughs> crack ahead now, that's fine. Listen to this story, right? Britain's largest cinema chain has apologised for turfing out a wheelchair-bound man mm. whose ventilator was deemed too noisy. So it's the thing that goes. Okay. Good impression. Richard Bridger, th- thank you, I've never done an impression of a ventilator. Richard Bridger, 31, has muscular dystrophy, had been uh, watching Taken 3 with his carer. Well, to be fair, it's not a very good film anyway. <laughs> it's Sorry. I think they did him a favour. But staff told him to leave the Odeon cinema after six filmgoers complained. Wow. Richard's father, Steve, said the ventilator does make a small noise, but nowhere near as loud as eating popcorn. It's disgusting the way he's been treated. Now... I, I totally agree. With what, I, him getting booted out? No, I totally agree with, with the fact it's disgusting that people are complaining. If, if I saw somebody yeah. um, watching a film in that condition, it would take a pretty evil person yeah. to right. go and complain. Well, hang it on. It would, look. But Catherine. Yeah. Now, come on, explain what you were saying upstairs earlier. I think, right, yes, it would, and I would mm. never complain about someone like, uh, like that. I would think myself lucky that I was not in that situation but, and think cut him some slack. But, mm. but mm. if I was that person... <laughs> And this is the sort of person I am. Yeah. I don't know whether I would go to the cinema. If you were Richard Bridger with a ventilator. Yeah. Because I would know that I would make a noise and people would notice yeah. and it would, it would annoy people. The thing is, right... I'm not saying he shouldn't go, but I'm the sort of person where I will avoid situations where there might be conflict. The yeah. thing is, right, cinemas are very expensive, pay a lot of money to go. You've got taking the kids with it. I mean, take kids to see to Taken 3, but, it's, you know, it's a lot of hassle to go. It's a lot of money to go. You want to enjoy the full Dolby surround mm-hmm. sound. You want to enjoy the surround. Now, so does everybody else. So does everybody else. So you, you want to enjoy it. And if there is a noise that's going on, he said playing devil's advocate, this isn't necessarily what he thinks. If there is a noise going on that is detracting from that film, <clears throat> well, 
do you not have a right to speak up? I've told noisy people off in the cinema yeah, before. But if they're doing something involuntary yeah. and it's because they are ill, that's a different matter, isn't it? But seriously, how loud can that ventilator they be? They're quite because loud. In a cinema, that is loud. Sometimes it's... Oh, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it's a little bit too loud. <laughs> oh! You know, Liam Neeson as well. He talks very quietly yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I will find you. Mm. And when I find you, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but is a cinema as well going to be packed for Taken 3? If you don't like it, move somewhere else. Mm. When I go to the cinema, I'd say um, it's probably 30% full. So if you don't like it, move somebody else. I think anybody who makes a complaint about that well, they need to look in their mirror yeah, and they need to well. look at themselves and think, do you know what? I'm a nasty person. But do you know 2015, what, do you I'm going to change. Do you know what I mean, though, Justin? That mm. if you knew that you were going to make a noise that might annoy people, would you... I if would I, avoid that situation. Personally, But then I, again, you can't live like that, I suppose. If I was in that situation, knowing me, I probably wouldn't go out. Yeah. But then I think that there will come a point in my life where I think, do you know what? Why shouldn't I go out? Why shouldn't I go to the cinema? Yeah. They and have um, special screenings, don't they? They have noisy screenings. What, so uh, you're there with the kids? Uh, in a lot of, well, for, for, Not for Taken 3, I'd imagine. No, but for, 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 for <laughs> autistic children. has got a great children, film for you. They have, they have noisy screenings for autistic children who, right. and, and uh, d- d- children who may be incapable of being quiet for whatever reason. Yeah. Yep. So they're allowed to make noise. They try that in Watford, yeah. yeah. they do it, and it's a great idea. Uh... While I think it's wrong this chat was, was, was taken out, I could understand someone being a bit peeved that the, mm. the, the, their viewing of Taken 3 had been ruined. Yeah, nasty person, yeah. Well, no, being peeved is one thing, and then you reason with yourself. Could you take that to the streets, Justin? I'll take it to the like streets, that? yeah. I'll take it to the streets this morning for you, no problem. Thank you, mate. Well, go on then. Yeah, cheers. All right. We done? We're done, boss. Are we cool? Yeah. OK. OK. Bye. Bye-bye. Here's a song that got ruined by Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, no. Yeah, it's that one. Oh, flipping heck.
now. Guys, can we have a quick woo from the BBC on the National Express coach this morning? Give us a quick woo. Go on. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A509 London Road in Newport Pagnell, there's been an accident at the Tickford Roundabout. Police are warning to approach that with care because the cards off the road and in the ditch. In Fry and Barnet on the A406 North Circular Road, there's just one lane open there because a manhole's collapsed between Bounds Green Road and Coney Hatch Lane. The queues are reaching the A10 for Edmonton. And on the A10 and Enfield, the traffic lights aren't working at the M25 Junction 25. In North Watford, it's starting to look very busy on the A41 Northwest Avenue at the Dome Roundabout. And looking at the motorways on the M40 southbound, there's a lane close on the entry slip road at Junction 8 for the M40 uh, at Oxford because it's flooded. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines on Friday the 16th of January. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. Organisers say it could attract up to 2,000 people. And the authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Vervier foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. I went for the name, Catherine. I've got no idea. Was I close? Très bon. Merci beaucoup. Let's get the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning to you, Ian. A cold day ahead, largely dry, much lighter winds than we've seen uh, this week. There'll be some spells of sunshine, but cloud will tend to thicken up in the afternoon. There is a chance we could just see some showers spreading in from the south, and they could well have a wintry element over the higher ground of the Chilterns, perhaps a little bit of sleet or snow here, but otherwise, most of what falls from the sky today will be of rain, and it will be quite showery in nature, so some of us staying largely dry. Highs at best, 6 Celsius today, 43 degrees Fahrenheit. Then it turns very cold overnight. Clear skies, light winds, a widespread heavy frost developing some icy stretches too on untreated surfaces we'll see temperatures quite widely down to minus two or minus three celsius some of our colder spots perhaps even a degree or so lower so a very cold frosty start to the day tomorrow bright initially but clouding over through the afternoon a chance of one or two wintry showers so some sleet or some snow especially over higher ground and a high tomorrow of five celsius 41 degrees fahrenheit further wintry showers overnight and into sunday so don't be surprised if you do see some snow but accumulation accumulations should be fairly small. Also on Sunday, some spells of sunshine um, but as we go into Monday and Tuesday it stays very cold both by day and night widespread sharp overnight frost with further icy stretches and perhaps further snow at times. With Three Candies Sport you'll never miss a moment of your team in action, in action. and tomorrow is no different. no different. We'll bring you live and uninterrupted commentary on Stevenage. Steve. It'll come out to Pet and Pet Luton. And with 13 minutes gone, Luton have the lead. MK Dons. Dons. Dilly Alley has equalised. And Watford. Gone through the goalkeeper's legs and Nicolo equalises. As well as keeping you up to date on Wickham. It's Fred Onyedinma to put in the rebound. Three Counties Sport, tomorrow from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
twice my age And she came to me Just like the morning sun And it wasn't so much her words as such As the way they were sung It was the way they were sung Seasons one about having it away. What's the um Kells, the four seasons Frankie Valley song about having it away. What is that? Um, um What like a man? No <laughs> No It was um, it's a similar theme about uh, an older woman. Big girls don't cry. Oh what a night late September back in sixty-three. What a very special time for me. What a lady, what a do 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 Yeah? Why are you doing that with your hands? Because that's I'm miming um, what they happened. All, isn't it interesting how they all marked it on their calendars? <laughs> These dirty rock stars. Well, the thing is, those uh, 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 calendars can now be used as evidence uh, in a court of law. In a court of law. Um, have you got anything? Hey, they're getting rid of Google Glass. Yeah. Google! I nearly bought myself some Google Glass uh, 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 about four months ago. Wow. I was eyeing it up on the internet. I thought, do you know what? I might get myself some Google Glass. What is it? Huh? What is it? It's glasses... Yeah, exactly. No, it's such a kid. They're only about fifteen hundred pounds, right? It's glasses. They'll be about fifty quid now. It's glasses, but as you're wearing them, I could wear them, Kelly, and I could be looking you up and down, right? And I could go, take a photo. Takes a photo. Take another photo. 
takes another photo. Oh, you're actually being serious. Yeah, yeah I'm being serious. You can see the internet while you're walking. What's what's not to like? This that has been the mess with my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It well, it well, it was going to be the big thing. They've been banging on about it for the last three years, and now they are cancelling it. You Good. suckers at Google! You're suckers, utter suckers. They make me want to puke. Disgusting, half-hearted, lazy cowards. That'd probably cause blindness, and you'd walk into a lot of things. Yeah, well, that's um. That would be my concern. Mm. You'd also spend an awful lot of time on eBay. Now, John Travolta's hair is uh, one of the great mysteries of life. Yeah, but actually, the mystery has been blown by that photograph. He's a baldy. Travolta's a baldy. He wears a a syrup fig. Page 27 of the mail. It's been one of the rumours for some time. His hair has always looked like that gentleman we saw in Boots in Luton who had his hair drawn on by a black marker pen. A true story, Okay. Uh, and Travolta's hair has always been, what the heck? And then some guy bumped into him into, in a gym and said, oh, can I have a picture with you? Uh, Travolta was like, uh, 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 snap, baldy Travolta. He looks better for it. Yeah, he still looks good. He yeah. still looks hot. I mean, yeah, he looks more like a window cleaner, but he still he looks like a hot window cleaner. And we all know uh, hot window cleaners are in the top three fantasies of ladies. Uh, From the 1970s. Yeah. Along with Milkman. Got anything in the papes? Uh, Otherwise I'm going to start talking about the gay school. Tell tell them about that one. There's going to be a gay school. James Bay's on telly. Oh, for goodness sakes. Britain's first LGBT school could open within three years. This is in lots of the papers. Front page of The Guardian. The first school in Britain for lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender young people could open its door within the next three years. Based in the centre of Manchester, the Specialist State School plans to take 40 full-time students from across the area... Uh, this is about saving lives, says Amelia Lee, strategic director for LGBT Youth North Northwest. Despite the laws that claim to protect gay people from homophobic bullying, the truth is that in schools especially, bullying is still incredibly common. Mm. I don't like segregated schools. No, I don't. So I don't, don't like... Do I don't you... like... So I was going to say, why don't we deal with the bullying instead of whipping them out of I there? don't like Christian schools, I don't like Jewish schools, I don't like Muslim schools. I don't like, I don't like the segregation. Let's put these people together. Let, let Everyone should be in school together. Otherwise, we don't we then view other people with a little bit of suspicion, if that's the case. Well, we also don't tackle the problem. The problem isn't that these children are different. The problem is that it's not being dealt with by the teachers. But also when they leave the school, they're going to face reality yeah. outside of the school when they go to have their first job they can't be protected their whole life but also the other children should be exposed to the fact that some people are different and you should deal with it it's nothing to do with you oh eight four five nine four double five five double five gay schools yay or nay
555. Don't forget, you can start turning up for the open door policy in half an hour, uh, 32 minutes or so. Uh, we will uh, just let people come in the studio. Come and have a gab. Come on, what? A gab. What does that mean? A chat. It means something different to me. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Brian Barnett on the North Circular Road, there's just one lane open bet- uh, because of a collapsed manhole between uh, New Southgate and Coney Hatch Lane. Queues are now back from the Canning Hall interchange. And on the A10 at Enfield, the traffic lights aren't working for the M25 Junction 25 at Enfield. In Newport Pagnell on London Road, there's been an accident at the Tickford roundabout, so police are warning to approach that carefully. And having a look at the speed sensors on the A41 into Aylesbury and also on the A413, that's starting to look quite busy now. Looking at the motorways on the and no reports of any problems on the M1. It's looking quite clear at the moment. But the M40 southbound is laying closed on the entry slip road at Junction 8 for Oxford. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. So, what are we talking about? Gay schools? Would you complain about a noisy person in the cinema if the noise was coming from their ventilator? Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. High Wycombe march to mark the Prophet Muhammad. Fate of Beagle 2 Marslander could be revealed later. And Hitchin coffee drinkers encouraged to buy double. BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. It comes after terrorists killed 12 people at the offices of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo for its depiction of the Prophet. More details from Matt Lockwood. Organisers say the march could attract up to 2,000 people. Other faith groups have been invited to take part in the event in a display of unity. Meanwhile, the Milton Keynes Equality Council have planned an emergency meeting to reassure the local Muslim community. It comes after a Muslim woman was abused and spat out by a couple in Bletchley who blamed her community for all the problems. The authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Vervier foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Two men, who are believed to have recently returned from Syria, were shot dead when they opened fire on police. Raids were also carried out in other parts of the country. The first edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo since the shootings in Paris goes on sale in the UK today. Demand for the new issue, which carries a front cover cartoon of a crying prophet Mohammed, is expected to be high. Two men who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later today. Ziggy Pavlex died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. 26-year-old Carl Stockwell from Dallow Road and 19-year-old Daniel McRedmond from Shirley Road have both pleaded guilty to actual and grievous bodily harm. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. Lee Agnew reports. 
Scientists know that Beagle 2 successfully detached from the Mars Express orbiter, but no touchdown confirmation came. Most experts think the probe crashed onto the Martian surface. The UK Space Agency is likely to reveal this morning high-resolution images taken of the planned landing site. Colin Pillinger, the Open University's charismatic professor who led the project, passed away last May. People in Hitchin are being encouraged to buy two cups of coffee, but only drink one. The payment is kept behind the counter and then used by someone who can't cover the costs themselves. Similar schemes have operated elsewhere, including at Fresco's coffee shop in Bedford. These residents from Hitchin are split on the idea. I think people would do it in good faith. Hitchin people are pretty decent, pretty decent bunch. So, um, so yeah, no, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. No, not really. You don't really know if the right person is going to get it. It should be more aimed at homeless people or yeah. people that are not as well off as other people. And the weather cold and largely dry this morning with light winds and some sunshine. Cloud will thicken this afternoon and there'll be some showers. Highs today of 6 Celsius. That's 43 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines and a full sports bulletin at half seven. <laughs> Why would a boy play with a girl's toy? Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, Mohammed, Mockers. And my mate Dealey out and about asking about, well, would you complain if someone was making noise in a cinema? What if the noise was due to their disability? Fella got booted out of a cinema because of his ventilator. It's tight, isn't it? It's tight. If you've spent, what, eight, ten quid on a cinema ticket, I guess... Enjoy the doubly surround sound, don't you? Little spinal tap reference there for the kids. 08459 four double five five double five. You can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Boilies there, you right, Boilie? Yeah. You got any texts? Hang on, I'm not logged in. Oh, which one are you not logged in, mate? Well, you know, we did our thing just then, and then I went for a comfort break. I've come back. <laughs> oh, comfort oh, it's break. Lo- it's logged me out. Oh, you flipping. A comfort break. Well, you know, I don't want to say I went to the toilet. Well, you. Oh, you said I went did, to the toilet. I see. You did, you say. Oh, Wally. Uh, I can't remember my password. Oh, for goodness sake. Hang well, on. Shall I come back to you later? Hang on. I'll come back to you later. Kelly, tell Catherine... Shall I have a race? What? Shall I have a race with her to see if I can get in text quicker? No, because we probably won't even have any texts. No. So this will be a race to the death, the death of boredom-ness. Oh, I'm locked out too. WTF? Maybe the whole system has gone down. Well, the men... Oh, flipping heck. Oh. Whoa, guys. uh... We've been hacked. Someone's hacked us. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Yeah. Because this is really boring. Yeah. 
08459 Now, religious and community leaders will be taking to the streets of High Wycombe this weekend to celebrate the birth of the Prophet Muhammad. The annual march will have an extra resonance on Sunday. Given recent events in Paris and a, uh, a fear that the actions of an Islamist minority might have consequences for people here. Well, as far as we know, there have been no problems in Wickham. But rumours of a Bletchley woman being spat at and told her community was, quote, cause of all our problems, unquote, have sparked concerns in Milton Keynes. Well, Navrita Atwell is chief executive of Milton Keynes Equality Council and joins me now. Morning, Navrita. Oh, good morning, Ian. So Anwar Kasim from Milton Keynes Islamic Arts, Heritage and Culture is, is the one who told us about this, this Bletchley incident He'd heard about it through the community. But it wasn't reported to the police, was it? Why do you think that was? I think it was the families that didn't really want it to be reported to the police because they didn't really uh, want any repercussions or any action being taken uh, with the light of what's happened in Paris. And, uh, you know, Milton Keynes Equality Council totally condemns what happened in Paris. Uh, you know, we, we, we are totally breathed and saddened for the families and the country itself. And I think that the community in Milton Keynes do not feel that they want to aggravate the situation any further. Really? Um, even though this person was, was spat at and was, was verbally abused, they would rather keep their head down than, than speak um, up? That's really sad, I think, isn't I, it? I, I think one of, one of the things we have to understand is Islam, you know, people are quite peaceful, they're quite tolerant. And I, and I think it, 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 it's a sign of bravery as well and humility to say, you know, OK, if this person has done this, you know, let's not degrade ourselves to that level. So I think this is what, what, what those people felt. And uh, they didn't even want the matter to be reported to Milton Keynes Equalities Council, although, you know, we want to be there, we want to be able to support families and, and the communities. They, they just want to... Uh, not to report it or anything to be done about it. Mr Kasim uh, uh, from the Milton Keynes Islam- Islamic Arts, Heritage and Culture uh, uh, Association said that people are reacting how they did after 9-11. And I remember that there was a lot of um, <coughs> uh, open hostility towards Muslims after 9-11. Is it really uh, a similar attitude in, in the light of the Paris attacks? I think what's happened is we have learned quite a lot. And one of the things we do very well in Milton Keynes is we, we are very connected with the communities, we're very connected with our key organisations, for example, like the Independent Advisory Group to the Police, Race Equality Partnership, Diversity Equality Partnership, and we have over 30 reporting centres, so which makes it easier for people to report any kind of crime. And because communities feel supported, we are not really actually seeing any heightened or picking up any heightened risk or tensions in Milton Keynes. And I would say through the years, uh, communities have become very, very tolerant and want to work with each other. So there's no reason for people we fully feel in Milton Keynes to feel or fear their safety in any way. What, what kind of work in this area do you do as part of the Milton Keynes Equality Council? OK, we deal with cases of hate crime, uh, which, which can be anything in the neighbourhoods or on the streets. Uh, we don't just deal with race, we deal with the nine protected characteristics and we also work with people who have um, been discriminated in the workplace and also in service delivery of any kind. Mm. Do you know what struck me, Navrita, is, is you said um, uh, that, that, that the Milton Keynes Equality Council and, and, and you don't obviously condone what happened in Paris. And I, I feel sad that you, you felt... We, we, did you say we don't? Uh, you don't condone what happened, yes. We do, of course we do. No, what happened in Paris? The shooting? You don't condone it? Well, we're very saddened and we condemn the shooting in You Paris. condemn it, yeah. No, condone is when you give it the thumbs up and agree with it, so you don't condone it. 
Oh, no, no, no. no, no. I don't agree with it, no. No, no, of course not. And I, it felt sad to me that, that you felt you had to say that because most sensible, normal people know that the idiots that did this in Paris, well, you know, they may have been doing it in the name of Islam, but they're not really Muslims. Why do you feel that you have to come out and distance <clears throat> yourself from it? I think it's important for people to understand that, uh, you know, what happened there was wrong. And uh, organizations like us are working for peace and equality for all. And uh, sometimes we do like to be the voice of the community where we feel we can be. And we've been working very closely with some Muslim groups, especially one which is Pakistani Kashmiri Welfare Association, which has just been formed. And I had had a meeting with them last night. And, uh, you know, they felt that although they, they, they condemn what happened, maybe their voice has not been heard, yeah? yeah? Maybe it needs to be said through Milton Keynes Equalities Council. So it's important that, 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 that we do represent in the right messages and how communities are feeling. Navrita, I appreciate your time this morning. Navrita Atwell, Chief Executive of Milton Keynes Equality Council. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Gosh, that was an awkward moment there. I've, I've interviewed someone who got um, confused with that one too. I think it's uh, uh, maybe it's do. the phones, eh? Maybe it's maybe it's the phones. But these, that was an awkward moment. Well, I thought, hang on, have I said something terrible? No, it's just a slight mis- misunderstanding of the word uh, condone. That's all, that's that's all that was. That was a little bit. Uh, did you get into the Texas? I did. Have we got any Texas? I did. I did, and I can't tell you my methods, but I'm in. You typed in. You remembered your password? No. Oh. No, mo- both Kelly and I are locked out for some reason. Oh, go on. I think it may be the start of um, us being sacked. So you you hacked your way in. Mm. Oh, go on. James and Milton Keynes, a school for LGBT. After this morning, no wonder you're going to yeah, Exactly, be I know. I think my coat was on a wobbly nail anyway. Yeah. School for LGBT kids because of bullying, says James and Milton Keynes. Are we yeah. getting a school just for gingers too and fat kids because they're all bullied at school? This is the front page of The Guardian. It's in lots of other papers as well. Britain's first LGBT school could open within three years. In Manchester, I don't like segregated schools for whatever reason. I don't like religious schools. I, 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 I don't like. I, I, I don't like foreign schools. I like everyone should be in together, shouldn't they? Well, the thing is, schools should prepare you for real life, and so these children are going to both sets of children, the ones that are LGBT and the other children too, are going to have to deal with real life at some point. So surely realise that we live alongside each other. The, uh, and I guess the word is mainstream schools. The, the, the mainstream schools should be focusing on making the kid. The, these kids are going to. This school i'm assuming and kind of i've not read the whole story but it's to um it's to stop bullying it says it here yeah. so, so they can avoid bullying well surely that should be explained better in other school because it's like i was never in a boys school but you always hear people who went to boys schools who always had these weird fantasies about girls they didn't know how to interact with girls they were they were like uh, foreign alien creatures to them uh, and that's going to be the same for this you're just going to hear legend of these gay these gay children what are they like they're going to be all over me when i meet them well, well no so just think they'll have a special school uniform and everything. I mean, it's going to be... What's the point? You're making a difference when there isn't... There shouldn't be one. Oh, 08459 Ian's on the line. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm fine, boss. What you got for us? Um, it's just um, this comfort break. Where are these phrases coming from? Yeah, Catherine um, went for a comfort break. I, I suspect it's a dirty Americanism. Oh, yeah. She went for a poo. She went for a wheel. Wow. I went to the loo. Or I went to the lab. Or I, I didn't wow. get it. And another thing, wow. you know... <laughs> That's better, is it? 
we've got comfort break, and then we've got, um, where's John today? Oh, he's on annual leave. Yeah. You know, he's on a day off. I tell you what I don't like, and if any those chances, yeah, all right, shut up. Those chances that that, that use the word vacation, vacation. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm booking my vacation. What? You're an American? No, you're not. You're British. You're going on your holidays. Exactly. Thank you, Ian, indeed. Thank you for lowering the tone even further. If you missed the start of the show, boy, the no, tone was set it, very stop low. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! And it's it's now. You know what happened last time. <laughs> oh, Don't open that can. That that uh, that can is uh, uh, well and truly clear. There was a thing in the papers. It was either today or yesterday that if you tr- have trouble remembering stuff, you're supposed to if you if you squint, close your eyes. That helps you. Rem- that does genuinely help you remember. Well, you squeeze out the thought. Squeeze yeah. out. Back to Ian's phone call again. <laughs> um, no, it helps you remember. You, you got to. It helps you concentrate. It says if you're struggling to remember your pin number. I thought it was today, but I've not written it down, so it can't be. If you're struggling to remember your pin number, you're supposed to. How do you forget? Isn't the brain nuts, right? Because my pin number is really easy to remember. Yet sometimes I forget it. How is that possible? How does your brain just go? Nope, you're not. You're not having that today. It's I overthinking, do- isn't it? Sometimes. Well, is it? Yeah, because sometimes when you go to the machine, you just type it in yeah. without any thought. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at the pad. And you see all the other numbers, and you think, oh. I had to reset my mm. phone last year because mm. I'd forgotten the um, pin code for right. it. Something that I did without thinking every single day, and I completely forgot it. And the more I tried to remember it, the worse it got. Did you manage to squeeze it out? No, I had to reset my phone. There we go. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A509 southbound at Newport Pagnell, that's looking very slow and there's a lane blocked because of that accident. That's between the A422 at Chidgeley and the A422 at the Tickford roundabout. Uh, the car's in the ditch there, so police are warning to be careful. On the A1 southbound, that's looking very busy between the St. Louis Junction and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And in Chesant on the A10 southbound, that's very busy between Great Cambridge Road and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. On the A406 North Circular Road, two lanes are closed because of a collapsed manhole between... Uh, the Bounds Green Road and Coney Hatch Lane. Queues are now reaching the Kenning Hall interchange. And looking at the motorways, no reports of any problems on the M25. The M40 southbound, though, is a lane closed at Junction 8 for Oxford because of flooding. On the train departure boards, no reports of any delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.16, it's Friday. Get in there. The 16th of January, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. The first edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo, since the shootings in Paris, goes on sale in the UK today. Some of them were going for a crazy price on eBay. Why? It's not funny. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claude? It. What does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. So there's a story in, uh, well, it's in the mail, it's probably in, uh, no, it's in the Sun. Sorry, it's probably in a few other newspapers as well. Britain's largest cinema chain has apologised for turfing out a wheelchair-bound man whose ventilator was deemed too noisy. Richard Bridger, 31, has muscular dystrophy, had been watching Taken 3 with his carer, but staff told him to leave the Odeon Cinema in Epsom after six filmgoers complained. Well, the thing is, we don't know how noisy the ventilator was, and we don't know how much of uh, an impingement it was on the other cinema goes. Now, for six people to complain, uh, uh, that kind of says to me it, it probably was quite disturbing. I could never complain about something like that. No. Um, but I can also understand... I mean, how, it, it, this was obviously handled very badly. How humiliating for this gentleman, to, for someone to go up and go... Um, I nearly said an usher then, 1973. Someone to go up and go, you, you're going to have to leave, mate. Your, your, your ventilator's too noisy. That would be humiliating and is wrong. But you've paid ten quid to go and see this, go and see a film. There's something disturbing you. There's something disturbing you. Julian's in Radlett. Morning, Julian. Good morning. What would you like to say? This, uh, this is the first time I've actually ever spoken to you because I've only started listening to you actually yesterday. You, you only, hey, well, hang on. You, why did you? How did you discover us yesterday, Julian? Just quite by accident. I, I, I saved you because I wanted to listen to the sport the other day, and then I thought, let me listen to you for more hey. than just sport. Hey. So your sport was your way in. It was. Well, uh, well okay, Julian. Let's. We'll get on to what you called about in a second. What do you think of it? And the, I, I want a completely honest answer from you, sir. As a as as a disabled person myself, I'm not a wheelchair user, but I have a disability. I I I just think it's not right because what, the show. No. Oh, no, being, I was... Oh, sorry. sorry. I, no, no, sorry, sorry Julie. I can, we've crossed wires. I was talking about... We'll come to that in a second. I was talking about the show. It's your second I'm, day of listening. Oh, Humiliating for this uh, chap, Mr. Bridger, got booted out. It must have been humiliating, and that's awful. Have you have you ever heard of an organisation called Fab before? Fab. Uh, it rings a bell. Go on. Um, it, it's, there's one in Luton, but I'm not from Luton. I'm the one in Watford. Basically, the aim of Fab is whether you're disabled or not. Isn't it physically handicapped and able-bodied? Is it that is, it? It is, but we don't spell the word out anymore now oh. because because you know what the word handicapped actually means? Yeah, go on. It, it means it means you're a beggar. Oh. Means cap and hand beggar. So generally, oh. generally we just say fab, making more of a laugh together. Okay. But um, the the other thing I wanted to say is when the piece was read out, yeah. it would be handy if it was ever read out again. Not to, not to describe people as wheelchair bound, because it implies you're tied to your wheelchair. And of course, he's not no. tied to his wheelchair. He's a wheelchair user. So no. Well, I think I think most people, Julian, would 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 accept that he's not he's not no one's no one's tied to mm. a wheelchair. Although when I go and visit my mum in the care home, mm. they always put her seatbelt on very very tightly, yeah, yeah, and I, I sneak in mm. and I undo it. That's, that's cool, but that, 
that's cool, but she's a user, not a, she's not, she's, she's a user, but she's not yes. bound, Adam, that's just, that's just, uh, it's just, it just sort of annoyed me. If you got asked, Julian, to, to leave the cinema because uh, 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 for a medical reason that was disturbing the other cinema users, what would you do? If I, if I was in that cinema and I was aware of it, I'd go and speak to the management. And say? And say, this just isn't fair. You don't, you don't treat people... I, I'll just say, this isn't fair, and, and if you don't sort it out, I'm going to go... I shall leave at the end, and I shall be... I should be talking to the press when it's finished. Julian, it's a great first call. You've only been listening for two days. Listen, you slackers. He's been listening for two days, and he's picked up the phone. Thank you, Julian. We'll speak to you again. Some of you lot have been listening for over two years, and you've not picked up the phone. Bone idol. Bone idol. Thank you, Julian. Yeah, when I took my mum to... Um, I took my mum to New York years ago, um, and I was surprised when the, the, the fellow was being very helpful... Um, described my mum as handicapped. Wow. And I thought, wow. I said, I said to him, we don't use that word in the UK anymore. It's, it's kind of an old-fashioned um, word that uh, we don't use. Uh, I, I'm not so, It'll change again. Yeah, it will change again. I'm not so bothered about the wheelchair-bound phrase. I think that's perhaps being a, a, a little oversensitive. But um, anyway, Julian, thank you. 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Catherine, explain this suspended coffee thing to me, because I'm, I'm, I'm slightly struggling to get it. OK, it's a European idea. Now, yes. remember, coffee to them is like our cup of tea. So if someone is oh, in the street, yeah. you would give them some money or you'd go and buy them a cup of tea, wouldn't well, you? Co- well, coffee to us is like our cup of tea it's now. It's become that way, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. Who would have thought we'd have drive through coffee places? Oh, I love it. The future's great. Anyway, so in Hitchin, they're bringing this European idea over of, of extending that little bit of kindness to someone who, who may need it. By when you buy your cup of coffee, yeah. you, you pay for another one, that money is held behind the um, coffee shop counter yeah. and if someone comes in that's in need of a cup of coffee bang what does that mean i mean i come in in the morning i'm in need of a cup of coffee but i don't quite know what i that... guess what they're talking about is people who who are for some reason financially unable to get their own well they're trying to bring this into uh, into hitchin and Hil- hillary robertson can tell us more you're one of the people aren't you hillary trying to bring suspended coffees to the town that's right, Ian. Expl- has, has Catherine got it right? That, that's yeah. how it works. It's exactly what it is. It's just about being kind. Oh, gosh, no. Sorry. No, how <laughs> dare you. But so who, who would claim the coffee, then? Um, it's, it's pretty much down to how the actual coffee bar itself right. decides they're going to run it. So in some places, what they do is they have a kind of raffle ticket system. So oh. I buy a cup of coffee for myself, and I buy a raffle ticket which then gets put in a pot, and somebody comes in and they take the raffle ticket out of the pot and they give it to the, uh, you know, to the, to the yeah. cafe, you know, and buy their coffee with that. Well, so, um, but so I, any chance it could just wander in and, and yeah, get a freebie? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, with any of these things where you're being kind to somebody, when we give money to charities, we often, we trust them and we trust the people that are receiving yep. to be kind and to be doing the right thing. There are always going to be people that take advantage. But you can't legislate for that in anything. But so this isn't aimed specifically, because when I first heard this, I thought this was aimed at, ho- aimed at homeless people or people on the dole. Or, or, well, you know, but well, this, I, anyone could do this. Yeah, absolutely. Even and me. I, well, well ah. yeah, but would you do it? 
If there was would a free, if there was a free coffee, yeah, I think I might. Yeah. Okay. Is that terrible for me? I mean, well, I, well <laughs> I've gone down in your estimation horribly. <laughs> See, you've hit on something there, though. A lot of people who may be on their uppers are too proud to let on that they are, and they may not want to take that ticket for the other reason, yeah. for the reason yeah, prize. Absolutely, and I think there are logistical issues about how it works in different places and and all the rest of it. What we're saying, Pete and I have had this long discussion about this. Who's Pete? Pete. Um, m- m- He's got a very unpronounceable surname. Oh, blimey, OK. But, um, he and I have got together. We met on Twitter. We only actually met this weekend. Oh, We've right. been, we, we, um, we sort of got to know each other on Twitter, and we both were interested in this idea of suspended coffees and went, why don't we try? So we sat down over a cup of coffee um, at the weekend and just went, all you've got to do is you've just got to find the bars that will do it, yeah. You've got to find the people that are prepared to cough up the money, the extra bit of, you know, extra couple of quid. And then it's up to the people to find where, you know, there will, there will be, you know, you'll have a sticker in the window or however each bar does it. Um, you know, in, in Italy, it's just, um, they, you know, it, it's so much part of the culture in many towns that they just know that that's where they go and they can just pick up a cup of coffee. What's to stop? Pete McQuilton, I think, is the yes, gentleman you're referring to. He's just, a, just another local who likes the idea, is he? Yeah, OK. Yeah. What's to stop... Um, Dodge Pot Coffee House trousering the money. Um, yeah, I'm, nothing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so cynical, yeah. aren't yeah, I? There you go. It's, but but you can't go. Well, I I don't think you can go through life being like that. I can. It's not it's not much fun, but yeah, I, no. I can. Uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and I think if you, then you don't con- then you don't contribute. Okay. Ha- are there any places uh, in uh, uh, Hitchin then that have, that have adopted this? Where, where where is this working? Basically, we've got a couple of places that are definitely interested and just want to work out okay. with their team how they're going to do it. This is this is literally this ha- this has happened all this week. Right. Okay. And um, there's a little place called Jam and Spoon, which is a mobile um, coffee dispenser thing. What? It's a really weird, it's a great little place. I mean, it sounds wonderful. I have to confess, I don't even drink coffee, but I love walking past it and getting the smell of it. Yeah. It, um, they, they, they sort of wheel this thing into the corner of Hitchin Market near yeah. the river, and um, they sell coffee from it, and it's apparently really good quality coffee, and they're, they're going with it. Right, OK. So, you know... People are, I, people are getting behind I it. I saw you earlier on, you tweeted someone. I did. Who, 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 there's, there's, this, this can be followed on Twitter, can yes, it? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. If there is, um, there is a Twitter group called at Suspended Coffees. Yep. Um, and if you find me, I'm at Hillsacks. I don't mind if people want to get in touch with me and say, okay. you know, I'm interested in, in doing it and finding out where I can go. It needs a groundswell. It needs people to do it yeah. for it to happen. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, Hillary, keep us informed, won't you? I, I, I'm still scratching my head slightly, but I find it absolutely fascinating. Yeah, just about being kind, Ian. That's oh, all it is. That's yeah. why he's scratching his head. Oh, shut up, Catherine. <laughs> Hillary, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Watch it, you boil. I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure how it would work. No, well, let's let's follow that one and see what happens. Uh, open door policy starts in about two minutes. Yeah. Is anybody going to turn up if you want to come and sit in the studio with me and uh, Catherine for the next half an hour? You're more than welcome. If you, you want to bring the kids, you want to bring the dog, you want to bring your nan. If you're just outside and you're cold and you think, oh, I could go and sit in there for half an hour and warm up, you're more than welcome. Will anybody turn up? Let's find out after the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
it's starting to look quite busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And having a look at the M40 southbound, there's still a lane closed on the exit slip road at Junction 8 for Oxford because of flooding. In Newport Pagnell on the A509 southbound, there's a lane blocked because of an accident between Chichley and the Tickford roundabout. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, having a look at the speed sensors through the roadworks around the Kingston roundabout is looking fine at the moment, but expect delays there later on. In Fry and Barnet on the North Circular Road, there's only one lane open between uh, between Bounds Green Road and Coney Hatch Lane because a manhole's collapsed. Hughes are reaching the Kennan Hall Interchange at Edmonton. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Will anybody turn up and come and sit in the studio, or will we have 30 minutes of me and Kath just having a chat? Let's find out in a minute. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Organisers say a march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad in High Wycombe this weekend could attract up to 2,000 people. It comes after terrorists killed 12 people at the offices of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo for its depiction of the Prophet. The authorities in Belgium say last night's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Verviers foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Two men, believed to have recently returned from Syria, were shot dead when they opened fire on police. Meanwhile, David Cameron in Washington has described events in Belgium as another sign of the huge risk posed by Islamist extremists. Later, he'll announce plans for British and US intelligence agencies to work together to tackle cyber attacks. Two men who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later today. Ziggy Pavlex died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. 26-year-old Carl Stockwell from Dallow Road pleaded guilty to causing grievous bodily harm with intent. 19-year-old Daniel McRedmond from Shirley Road pleaded not guilty to inflicting grievous bodily harm, but guilty to actual bodily harm. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. The weather forecast, cold and largely dry this morning with light winds and some sunshine. Cloud will thicken this afternoon and there'll be some showers around too. Highs today of 6 Celsius. That's 43 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton manager John Still has told Three Counties Sport that Luke Gotteridge, Pelly Ruddock and Alex Lawless are just weeks away from starting in the first team. Still has also been explaining the reason for not bringing back Cameron McGeehan to the club after the Norwich man signed on loan for Cambridge. We would take Cameron McGeehan and Cameron McGeehan would come, but I don't want to loan him. Would I take him permanent? Yes, we would. If we get a chance to take him permanent, will we? Yes, we will. But why would I bring him in to sit on the bench and, and not play? They'd want him to play, and I would understand that. And there's no benefit in that for us at the moment. Take him permanent, yes. To loan him, we don't need to. Stevenage travel to York in League Two tomorrow. The Borough are looking to continue an impressive run on form that has yielded four wins and a draw from the last five games. Striker Calvin Zola has been getting game time recently after a long injury layoff and manager Graham Wesley has been explaining how difficult it's been for his front man. 
any any player who's been out for a long period of time um, will tell you it's tough to to get back in. Some you sometimes look as though you've never played the game before, and uh, you have to, as a manager, appreciate the difficulties that player is facing. You can only produce what's in your body. When it's not in your body, it's really tough, and you've got to be really brave to get out there on the pitch, wear a shirt, and play to you know substandard levels. And you know, hope you hope that people will bear with you while you're getting yourself right. And I'm sure before the end of the year, he'll be ready to make a contribution. Watford have appointed Dean Austin as assistant coach. He returns to the club having worked under Brendan Rodgers five years ago. Austin will watch the Hornets' championship match at home to Charlton tomorrow. Jeff Doyle reports. Watford have been keen to add an English voice to their coaching setup. Nigel Gibbs was expected to join but chose Millwall instead recently. Dean Austin returns to the club four and a half years after leaving with Brendan Rodgers to Reading. A former Tottenham and Crystal Palace player, he's coached at a number of league clubs since his previous Hornets experience. As for player signings, Bolton midfielder Jay Spearing is reportedly on Watford's radar, as is Serbian defender Vujadin Savic. Luton Town midfielder Solomon Taiwo has left the club and joined Dover. Meanwhile, striker Ross Lafayette has signed on loan for Woking. The Hatters are at Plymouth tomorrow. Luke Rooney is a doubt. Wickham Wanderers midfielder Josh Scowen has left the club and signed for League One side Barnsley. Scowen was out of contract in the summer and turned down a new chairboys deal. Wickham are at Bury tomorrow. And in tennis, Andy Murray will play a qualifier at the Australian Open, but if he progresses into the second week, he may have to play Grigor Dimitrov in the fourth round and Roger Federer in the quarterfinals. James Ward will start against the 31st seed, Fernando Verdasco. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full news bulletin at 8 o'clock. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. So, on Fridays for uh, for three months, we're going to try this experiment where we open up the doors and any random can turn up... (laughs) And it is, you know, literally any random can turn up. You could, t- you can still turn up now if you want. We're going to be doing this until 8 o'clock, so if you're nearby, if you're in Luton, you want to pop in. And Catherine, there's always this, this worry of having 30 minutes of radio where there's nothing, we've got nothing scripted, we've got nothing planned, yep. we've got no guest booked or anything. It's always a little bit of a worry that no one's well. going to turn up. Yeah, there's worry and worry, isn't there? I'm not necessarily worried. Luckily, two fellas have turned up. Exactly. Now, we've got, you're both called Andrew. Yeah. Morning. Come and get come and get nice and close to the microphone so we can Hello, hear you. You're, you're both called Andrew, and um, uh, but you're not connected. No. We can start with with your Andrew One. I'm going to call you from now on. Thank you, Ian. Andrew One. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Harlington. Okay. Just up the road. And uh, why have you come down? Because um, I'd nothing else better to do at half past seven in the morning. Really? Fair what? enough. Well, well, it is very. What would you normally be doing at this time of the day? Uh, I'd be getting up now, making my first cup of tea, and waiting for my uh, young daughter to wake up. How old's your daughter? She's uh, two years, two months. Oh. <laughs> Could I say hello to her? She might actually be listening. Yeah, go on. Uh, good morning, Grace. And, you should have uh, brought Grace in. I should have done, <laughs> but uh, I was going to bring my dog in today, but my, my wife said uh, she was a bit uh, bit scruffy, so I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. That's why we're on the radio. That's why well, we're on the radio. Well, look at the state of us, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the dogs are meant to be scruffy, aren't they? That's, I, that's all part of it. She's a working border collie, so she's uh, covered in... Uh, what does she... W- w- working? Where does she work? What? Well, she's sort of retired, but uh, right. we, we, we've, we've got horses and she goes up the stables and she sort of rounds the horses up. Uh, does she? Can, she you does. Do, can they do that? I thought you could only ra- round sheep up. 
Um, well, she's a bit confused. She's getting old now. Right. Okay. She's, she runs <laughs> up and down the fence. She's moving on to bigger things. She yeah. is, yeah. She goes yeah. around. She's going out on a high. How are you getting on with Grace? Because two, I've got my, well, gosh, my eldest is five years, my boy, and my other, youngest is going to be three next week. How, how are you finding it? Two and, a, two and a few months. She's absolutely fantastic. She's just reached the uh, sort of the terrible twos at the moment. So, uh, and she's, she's being to teeth, but she, she's a good girl. She's Has she done that thing where uh, my boy, literally the, the day after he turned two, we told him off and he did the thing of throwing himself on the floor <laughs> and slamming that cliched yeah. image of someone slamming the floor. Oh, we get that. We get that. You know what it is from here on out? It stops being practical stuff. You know, when they're babies, it's probably they're either hungry, they're wet or, you know, they're tired. It starts to get psychological from here on in. Come in, come in. We've got more people coming in. Who have we got? Who are all... They've got, oh my gosh, look, there's loads of people. Who have we got? Well, let, well, let, I'm going to point to you and get your name. What's your name, madam? Natasha. Natasha, who are you, young man? Shaquille. Shaquille, who are you, sir? Tyler. Tyler? Jamal. Jamal, Jamal the Who's singer. It? And what's your name? <laughs> Murray. Murray? Murray? Murray. Murray. What? Omari. Omari. Really? And how old is Omari? One. One. Wow, fantastic. Uh, now, Ke- Kelly, is that microphone working? Hello. Yes, it's working. Come <laughs> and sit down. Come and sit down. Come and sit down. This is fantastic. We've got a full house. Listen, these gentlemen are Andrew and Andrew. Come and sit down. Come and sit over by that microphone there. You're more than welcome. And if at any point, lads, you want to come around this side and have a look at the faders and the controls, you can do, of course. Uh, you can touch any of the bits and pieces. I know which ones will break things and which ones won't. You get yourself comfortable. Um, there's no more headphones, are there, Kelly? Yeah, there's a set there. Is there a set there's there? There's a set there in front of yeah. Jamal, though. If, you, if one of you put the headphones on, who's going to be the spokesperson? Me, me, me. You, 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 you. Which one were you? I forgot your name. Shaquille. Shaquille, right. I've got to write your names down because I'm going to forget. Okay, Shaquille. If you say hello, you'll hear Catherine speaking. Hello? Hello, Shaquille. Look through the glass. That's me with the red dress on. Look. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Fellas, stay there because we've just spoken to Andrew, who turns out he's got a a young daughter. And we've got another Andrew. Yeah. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, everyone. This is exciting. People have turned up, Catherine. I wouldn't have thought it was possible. Brilliant. Now, listen, you were tweeting us because you're here to do a little bit of selling. Yeah, I'm... Basically, I'm incredibly excited. I'm putting together my first movie. Wow. Um, wow. We're putting it take together. pictures. Take pictures if you want to take yeah, pictures. Yeah, You're more than welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're putting it together with the, the Bedford Filmmaking Cooperative. Yeah. Um, I wrote it a few years ago. It's like a psychological thriller, and it's set locally in Bedford. Now, what is this Bedford Film Cooperative? Um, I hadn't heard of this until they started tweeting me yesterday. Yeah, uh, basically, it's a small collection of individuals that yeah. have, uh, in editing and filming, um, linked into the local acting scene wow. and with the Bedford College and they've kind of put together a few short films um, and this is them uh, they're taking my script on we're making something bigger and more. Uh, uh, you're right fellas you're fighting over there what's going on they can see their mum through the window oh, yeah, your mum's through there look your mum's got in there she bottled it <laughs> mum, you can wave and say hello to her um, so d- how does it work does, does everyone get, get together <laughs> Does everyone get together and kind of do it for free or for mates' rates? Or um, what's, the, what's the basically? It's the deal? for the love of the project, for yep. credits for for um, making the, the film together, experience everything. What we're doing is we're launching our Kickstarter program today. Yep, which uh, is a crowdsourcing. Um, I love a bit fund. Of Kickstarter. Um, and basically, if you go to Kickstarter and type in Cemetery Hill, yep. it's getting launched at about 
now, 7.30. Okay. Uh, so if you type in Cemetery Hill and pledge uh, an amount, there's certain incentives for getting copies of the movie when it's finished, yeah. um, photos. What kind of film? Now, bear in mind we've got young ears. Morning, boys. I'm just moving this so I can make sure you don't steal anything, because I know what, <laughs> I've got boys and things end up in their pockets, don't they, Shaquille? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't, I don't know. Uh, what's the film about? Okay. Uh, the film is about Damien. He's a rather disturbed teenage boy who yeah. witnesses a very brutal attack in Bedford Park. Oh, blimey. Um, oh, blimey. Blimey, I know. And then he rushes in to save this person and kills the, the aggressor. And then he forces Simon, this homeless man, um, at knife point uh, to help him move and bury the body. Wow. It um, sounds fun. Which, Is that a PG? Or? <laughs> it's actually a U. Um, it's for everyone. <laughs> now, um, um, basically, it comes down to this choice for Damien and Simon. Yeah. Uh, Simon's basically this homeless guy. He's covered yeah, in look. blood and mud yeah. and he's got nowhere else to go. And Damien offers him this choice to See, either come and live with him and be redeemed I and love start this, a new life. Because making films is flipping hard work and it's really expensive. If you've got a group of people that are doing it for the love of doing it, well, give the Kickstarter details before the end of the show. Uh, Fantastic. Before so remind me to do that. I want to go to these young gentlemen here. So we've got... Like, I'm terrible with names, boys. So, Shaquille. What's your name? Jamal. Jamal. You remember Jamal? He's the singer from yesterday. Oh, Jamal, it was you! I'm so sorry. And that's mum, of course. It's the mama Jam. And what's your name, boss? <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Jamal, I'm so sorry. Now, if you missed yesterday's show, Jamal is a little superstar who phoned up and he sang a bit of Michael Jackson, didn't you, Jamal? What are the chances of getting you to sing a little song for us this morning? Good chances? Do you reckon you could do a little song for us now? Or do you want to warm up a little bit? You want to warm up. How do you want to warm up? Do you want to like a, do a little run around or a dance with Kelly Betts, or do you want to do some vocal warm up? How do you want don't, to do don't it? Don't they sing boa constrictor? These kids. Are these, yeah. yeah, these are the ones. Are you the boa constrictor kids? <laughs> 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 well, what? Listen, are you all? Are you all singers? Can you all sing? Yeah. Who's the? Come a little bit closer to the microphone, Tyler. Who's Who's the best singer out of the three of you? Uh, me. Jamal is the best singer. Yeah. Who's? Uh, let's be honest. Who's the worst singer? Oh, oh no! Little Shaquille pointed to himself. <laughs> oh no! But I'm the best guitar. You're the best what? Guitar. Git- guitar. Yeah. So you can play the guitar. Yeah. So you play guitar and you're the best guitar. What songs can you play on the guitar? Don't know. You don't know. Uh, and what what can you do, Tyler? Can you do anything? Yeah. I can play the piano. Yeah. I can Whoa. sing this and is... I can play the drum. Hey, these guys are going to be talented. I could do all of that too. You can do what? Pieces. I could do all of that too. Oh, who? <laughs> Mum, these are going to be a nice little earner, aren't they? You, uh, Andrew, listen, this is your soundtrack for the yeah, movie. These guys here. Right, listen, I, I've got guys. Come on, let's let's have a song. Can we have a song from you? Uh, yeah. Go, what, what you got? I tell you what we're going to do because we got because I want you to be nice and relaxed, and this, this could be an important audition for Andrew in his film. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to go to the travel, and then we're going to have a little bit of news and weather. Then when we come back, what do you think you might sing for us, boys? Don't know. Don't know. Okay, keep us in suspense. Right. Jamal, any ideas what you might like to sing? Ah, uh, I definitely know that. Um, maybe the same song. Yeah, maybe like the same song. Uh, how old? I'm going to guess how old you are quickly. Jamal, I know you're seven. Shaquille, twelve? No, no, five. Five. <laughs> five. He's doing a five. Tyler, fifteen? No. Eight, Eighteen. No. Eight. eight. Eight years old. And do your wives know that you're here? What's... <laughs> we don't got one. Sorry? We don't got any. Why not? Because good we're looking, Good-looking guys like you. Why are you not married? 
Yeah, because we're only little children. Oh, okay. Well, there's no, that's no, that's no, nothing. To, no reason to stop you getting married. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to be when you grow up, Shaq? Mm. I definitely know what that is. What do you want to be when you grow up? Tyler was there for me. Go on, Tyler. What does he want to be when he grows up? <laughs> when he, what Shaquille wants to be when he grows up is an archaeologist to dig up dinosaur bones and shout. Wow, that's what I wanted to be. Yeah, really. And run a fish and chip shop. <laughs> the two. And, and, and uh, Andrew, number one, when you grow up, what do you want to be? When I grow up, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, about five or six years time, an yeah. astronaut. <laughs> Wouldn't that, <laughs> gentlemen? Listen, Good it's call. lovely to have you. Here. I've got to do a little bit of business. Stay where you are. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, looking at the cameras between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and 1 for the M25, it's looking quite busy. And the M1 southbound, that's looking very busy too, from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. In Newport Pagnell, on the A509 southbound, there's a lane blocked because of an accident between Chichley and the Tigford roundabout. And the A1 southbound, that's looking very busy between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat roundabout with the roadworks there. In Hitchin on Paints Park, that's looking very slow uh, at the wibbly-wobbly lane through the roadworks. And in Fry and Barnet on the North Circular Road, two lanes are still closed there because of the manhole that's collapsed with queues westbound from Walthamstow. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, 7.46, it's Friday the 16th of January. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. Organisers say it could attract up to 2,000 people. And the authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Vervier foiled a major plot. Let's get the weather, here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. A cold but bright start. Some spells of sunshine around, but we'll see the cloud thickening up through the day. Could well bring some showers, especially the further south you are. Could even be a little bit wintry over the higher ground of the Chilterns, but generally much of what falls from the sky today will be rain, and most of us will avoid it. Highs today, 5 or 6 Celsius, but then turning really cold overnight under clear skies and with light winds. Temperatures are quite widely dropping down to minus 3 or minus 4 Celsius, so a widespread frost. Also, the potential for some icy stretches, particularly where we've seen seen some showers through this afternoon dry bright frosty start tomorrow morning then clouding over later in the morning with a chance of one or two sleet or snow showers through the afternoon a high of five celsius and cold again as we go into sunday with a frost for many but also further wintry showers and they'll still be lingering on and off during sunday so don't be surprised if we do see some flakes of snow in places and you know what it says cold into monday tuesday and wednesday so overnight widespread frost severe in places and further snow showers at times On Wednesday, local MP Gavin Shuka sat in my hot seat answering your questions. Actually, it's not always possible for people who don't live in as great a need to get access to the housing that they want in the area they want. If you want to hear everything that happened... I would completely reject the racist views of Paul Weston and others who seek to try and stir up hatred in our community. Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio where you can hear it all again. They're trying to attack UKIP and all the mainstream parties uh, to try and track some votes and some publicity to their far-right hate campaign. The JVS Show Hot Seat with Gavin Shuka online at bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. 
Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Shaquille kicked off. It got nasty. We had to ask him to leave the studio. Mum, if Shaquille calms down and promises not to bite anyone again, he will be allowed back in. He went bonkers, your brother. What happened there, lads? Um, outrageous behaviour. He's just gone. <laughs> he's, uh, outrageous. he's crazy. He's, he's crazy, isn't he? He's a proper diva. Yeah. He, wasn't he? You see, yeah. these, these, these talented people. Now, listen, we're going to come to your song in a second, but we're joined by Stephen. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Come Ian. a little bit closer to the microphone, because they're not... Good morning, a, Ian. I know it Look, I'll show you in a second, boys. This, this studio is actually made with bits of Lego. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Stephen, who are you, sir? Uh, Stephen, live in Houghton Regis, work in Luton... Um, well, and why have, why have you decided to come down? What was it about no. us saying, hey, you can come and be on the radio for half an hour? That... Nostalgia. Why nostalgia? Used to be here for about nine years. Really? Yes. What, working at the station? Well, uh, volunteering on a Sunday morning for Melting Pot. Oh, blimey, how long ago was that? Um, a few years now. But... Now, was that when it was Three Counties or when it was uh, Bedfordshire? Well, uh, both. Right, OK. So, and what kind of stuff did you do? So you were answer, working on Melting Pot? Answer the phones. Yeah, oh dear. the radio car. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's not, an it's, not you, it's not you that knackered the radio car, is no. it? Because it never, it never works. Well, you will well, know what it's like answering the phones, that there are certainly... Um, how can I put this politely, chaps? One or two freaks that like to call up. Was that the same in your day? Oh, yeah, we had our regulars that we knew. <laughs> <laughs> regulars. That's the polite way of putting it, isn't it, Catherine? Yeah, I remember that one. How's Shaq doing in there? Is he all right? He's fine. Oh, hang on. Yeah, he's fine. You're right, Shaquille. He's got the baby out of the pushchair and replaced him. He's, he's chucked the baby on the floor. <laughs> okay, fella, listen, Stephen, you come at a very exciting time because we've got uh, Tyler and uh, Jamal who are, are going to sing a song without your brother. What are you going to sing for us, fellas? Um... Probably the same. I'm not being funny, boys. You had ten minutes to think about this. You just, we just had the news and the weather. We are, we're gonna sing um the song that Jamal sung yesterday. Beautiful, greatest hits. Why not? Away you go, fellas. <laughs> okay, go on. When I had you, I treated you Sit around with my head hanging down And I wonder who's loving you I I don't even know what else rocking out as well. Boys, that was brilliant! When's it coming out? Yeah, you got, you sh- are you going to release a record? You don't know what records are, do you? <laughs> uh, listen, that- I do know what I records do. are. I'm surprised you've got some in here. Look at this. We got we play records on a Friday. We play actual wow. proper Retro. proper vinyl records. So that was brilliant. So what do you okay, Tyler, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, what I want to be, I want to be in a group with Jamal and Shakira. Hey, that'd be good. And then if that doesn't work out, I want to be 
Well, I don't really know because I want to be an archaeologist. Wow. I wanna he wants to be a. He wants to be a accountant. Wait. He wants to be a limp. Wait. Let me talk. Let me talk. I, I think I that we've got to... the first band fight. I know already. It's like Oasis or the Kinks all over again. You don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> Boring. Be an archaeologist. Then you get to go to like Egypt and dig up the sand and stuff. That's more fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be an... I'm telling you now, don't be an architect. Whatever your mum says. Uh, 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 an accountant. Whatever your mum says. But anyway, the music thing's going to work. I mean, it's good to have a backup, lads. I think that's praiseworthy, isn't it? But Shaquille, what did you reckon? Was it, were, they, were your brothers good? Did you like them, Shaquille? Yeah, you can come back in at any time if you want, boss. And Jamal, what do you want? You want to be a singer when you grow up, do you? Um, I want to be a singer. Um, I maybe want to be. Um, I want to be an artist, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This is all good stuff. Now, Andrew too here. He's a filmmaker. He's gonna. He's gonna make it. Is it your first film? It's my first attempt to. Yeah, it's my first film. So you've made. And, and why? Are you the director? Are you the cameraman? The DOP? I'll be the the director. I, I wrote it. Yeah. Um, so I've got the vision. I've got a fantastic team put together from the Bedford Filmmaking Cooperative, um, and some other people that have come in. One guy has done a documentary with the BBC. Wow. Another one's done some documentaries and TV work in South America and in Europe. Um, wow. I've got some fantastic people that have come on board from. Uh, a few weeks ago, this was just a script with some friends going, yeah, man, we could do it. And now it's happening. And now it's just gone crazy with people with bringing all their equipment and we're, we're going to be sorting out So if people want to get involved, Kickstarter, yeah. how do they, they find you on Kickstarter? Okay, if you go to the Kickstarter uh, webpage uh, and type in Cemetery Hill, um, it should be going live uh, today, any time now. How um, much money do you need? Well, we're aiming to go quite modest and see if we could get five hundred pounds, which would seriously. What to help make us. a film? Yeah, we're like we're we're Flipping doing it on the fly. We're doing on the fly. It's good value. It's very hey, good value. Because everyone's putting in their their time and their energy and bringing in their equipment. Um, but the more money that we raise, the better we can make it. Yeah. Um, it gives us more opportunities to do more things with it, and it's just it's a fantastic script. I'm really proud of it. I'm, okay. You know, and we've got a fantastic Hill. team. Uh, we've got go. links on Twitter and yep. on Facebook. On Twitter, it's Sem Hill Film, and on Facebook, just Cemetery Hill. You can kind of come on down, okay. have a look at what we're doing. We'll be posting clips and photos from the from the daily shoots um updates on what's happening okay. and um you the more money it? that people pledge the more we can make it you sold it fantastic andrew ever made andrew one ever made a film um nothing <laughs> i can talk about on the radio anyway. <laughs> hey! oh look at that already yeah the confessions are coming andrew one i want to why do you listen to this nonsense and let's be honest it's very lowbrow why do you listen to this? Well, a bit too old for Radio 1 now, you see. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Radio 2 in the morning's a bit boring. So yeah. I thought, you know, I grew up listening to you, Ian. Oh, shut <laughs> up. I'm embarrassing you now, aren't I? You're older yeah. than me, aren't you? You've got I, me in your 50s, surely. I remember when you used to be on a black and white portable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I, do, I get people now who are, like, way too old saying, oh, I used to watch you when I was a kid on the telly. That's, that's shocking behaviour. Um, and uh, Stephen... Uh, do you? I mean, do you still listen to Three Counties Radio? Yes. Come a little bit closer, Steve. Yeah. Do you, what, yes. what, what kind of? What, what are your favourite shows on here? Well, obviously it's limited listening because of work. But, yeah. Um, you know, in the morning, and then um, hopefully get the end of uh, Nick in the yeah. afternoon, and then just dip in accordingly. Have it on at the weekend. Okay. Okay. So, and you, you're a big fan of? Because I'm quite geeky about radio. You're a little bit of a radio. Anorak, and I say that as a compliment. <laughs> yes, it, it, radio is good because you can still do other things. Yeah. Whereas television, you tend to sit, sit yourself down and just become goggle-eyed. Who's the best radio presenter ever? 
in your opinion? This is a trick question. Well, it's not a trick no, question. no, no trick. For me, it would be Tommy Boyd would be my kind of radio hero. I haven't necessarily got a, a favourite in that sense because they've they've all got their good points. Yeah. Um, so. No, boys, you don't have to shush. Listen, I tell you what, we've only got a couple of minutes left. You've all been brilliant. I'm talking to you as though your kids. You've all yeah. been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, chaps. Now that you're back, Shaquille, you're all right. You good? You calm down. No more biting. <laughs> uh, could we get one more song with with all three of you? Would that be okay? Do you think to end the show on to end this hour on? Yeah. What do you fancy, lads? They're whispering. Boa constrictor. No. That's what your mum's saying. You, you fancy both? You choose. You choose, boys. Forget mum. <laughs> There's a, okay. You're going to forget your mum. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always push us around. Mum pushes you around, does she? Hey, <laughs> yeah, Shaquille, you decide which song you want to do. Don't let your mum push you around. Yeah, it's like the Kardashians all over again. You tell her. <laughs> we finish at nine o'clock, lads, so what are you going to do for us? Um, you like the sky. Go, away you go. Okay. You light the sky up above me, oh yeah. Don't close your eyes, don't fade away, don't fade away. Yeah, yeah, you and me, we can light up the sky. If you stay by my side, we can rule the world. Yeah, you and me. If you stay by my side, we can rule the world. The stars are coming out tonight. The lightning of the stars tonight. For you, for you. The stars are coming out tonight. The lightning of the stars tonight. For you, for you. so much Stephen thank you for coming in it's very nice to meet you Andrew wish you the best luck with the film thank you Andrew much. I wish you the best luck with your dirty dog As for those yes, <laughs> in, he's actually got a dog that's very very dirty <laughs> uh, right blimey um, I've got to ask you all to leave now so get out of my studio travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio Looking at the cameras on the A1M southbound, that's very busy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and the M25 at Junction 1 at South Mims. Also on the M1 southbound, that's very slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. In Newport Pagnell, there's still a lane closed southbound on the A509 because of an accident between Chichley and the A422 Tickford roundabout. In Watford, Rickmansworth Road is looking very slow on the speed sensors around Beach and Grove and the Town Hall roundabout. And in Fry and Barnet on the A406 North Circular Road, there are long delays there because two lanes are closed between the Bounds Green Road at New Southgate and Coney Hatch Lane because a manhole has fallen in. That's queues are to the M11 Junction 4 for Woodford. Checking the train departure boards, no reports of any problems or delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up with the news with Barry. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
8 o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, High Wycombe March to mark the Prophet Muhammad. Fate of Beagle 2 Marslander could be revealed later. And Hitchin coffee drinkers encouraged to buy double. BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. Organisers say the march could attract up to 2,000 people. It comes after terrorists killed 12 people at the offices of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo for its depiction of the Prophet. Navrita Atwal is Chief Executive of Milton Keynes Equality Council. She's been speaking to Ian Lee this morning. I think it's important for people to understand that uh, you know, what happened there was wrong and uh, organisations like us are working for peace and equality for all. The authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Vervier foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Two men, who are believed to have recently returned from Syria, were shot dead when they opened fire on police. A series of raids was carried out in other parts of the country. The Belgian Prime Minister, Charles Mitchell, says he's raised the country's threat level. The decision was taken at a meeting to raise the threat level of our country to three out of a maximum of four. We don't have any intelligence on any concrete or specific threats. However, given the situation, we found it prudent to raise the threat level so that we can be more vigilant and implement extra security measures, which, for obvious reasons, we will not be disclosing. Two men who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later today. Ziggy Pavlex died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. 26-year-old Carl Stockwell from Dallow Road pleaded guilty to causing grievous bodily harm with intent. 19-year-old Daniel McRedmond from Shirley Road pleaded not guilty to inflicting grievous bodily harm, but guilty to actual bodily harm. Average petrol prices have fallen to their lowest level for five years, according to the AA. The average UK price for a litre is now £1.08, a drop of more than £7 since mid-December. The AA say a family with two petrol cars is now spending more than £50 less a month on petrol than it did in July. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. Lee Agnew reports. Scientists know that Beagle 2 successfully detached from the Mars Express orbiter, but no touchdown confirmation came. Most experts think the probe crashed onto the Martian surface. The UK Space Agency is likely to reveal this morning high-resolution images taken of the planned landing site. Colin Pillinger, the Open University's charismatic professor who led the project, passed away last May. People in Hitchin are being encouraged to buy two cups of coffee but only drink one. The payment is being kept behind the counter and then used by someone who can't cover the costs themselves. Similar schemes have operated elsewhere, including at Fresco's coffee shop in Bedford. These residents from Hitchin are split on the idea. I think people would do it in good faith. Hitchin people are pretty decent, pretty decent bunch, so, um, so yeah, no, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. No, not really. You don't really know if the right person is going to get it. It should be more aimed at homeless people or people that are not as well off as other people. And the weather, cold and largely dry this morning with light winds and some sunshine. Cloud will thicken in the afternoon and there'll be some showers. Highs today of 6 Celsius, that's 43 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News, I'm back with headlines at half past eight. 
Stephen, we had Shaquille, we had Jamal, we had Tyler, we had the baby's name that I've forgotten, and we had Natasha Mum. And uh, if you want to see it, the video is up on facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can watch the young lads singing their song. The baby was Omari. He was gorgeous. Omari, that was the name. Uh, you can watch the young lads singing the song and you can watch the rest of us rocking out to the <laughs> song. Now, OK, uh, let's get this ship back on track. We'll talk about um, uh, marches and uh, things like that in a second. We're also talking about coffees. Uh, Delia is out there finding out whether... Um, well, there's a story in the papers. A gentleman with a ventilator was asked to leave a cinema after six... Six people complained his ventilator was too noisy. Mm. Can you kind of see their point? Well, I think Phil can. Oh, go on. What does Phil say? We have a text here. Further to Juliet's comments. Juliet phoned us up uh, earlier. Julian, I think you mean, um, Phil. Yeah. Um, Phoned us up earlier on, said that they are disabled and they think that it's disgusting that anyone would complain about something like that. Um, So Phil says, at one point, does it become acceptable that the majority have to be inconvenienced by the minority? We... That's a, I mean, see, I, I would never complain. It. I would never ever complain about someone's ventilator, even if it was annoying me, because you know, cut them some slack for heaven's sake. But if I were the person with that piece of equipment, 
I don't know whether I would impose that on other people yeah. in a cinema. I know. Interesting you use the word impose, and I know yeah. exactly what you mean by it. I know exactly what you mean but by it. But then again, it. I'm a person who's very frightened of offending people in real life. Uh, frightened of offending people, frightened of confrontation, and I would be worried about that. But I wonder also whether there is a point, you know, when you've got all this equipment in your life, where you think, do you know what, I'm going to have to just go and live, and people will deal with it, because people are generally kind. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. There is another story in the papers today that we've, we, we kind of mentioned, but we've not really looked at in mm-hmm. massive detail. And I think in the last hour we can explore it a little bit more. It's in a lot of the papers, the front page of The Guardian, f- Britain's first uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender school could open within three years. Uh, it could open in Manchester and would take on 40 full-time students and 20 part-time students. This is about saving lives, says Amelia Lee, who's uh, strategic director of LGBT Youth North Northwest. Despite the laws that claim to protect gay people from homophobic bullying... The truth is that in schools especially, bullying is still incredibly common and causes young people to feel isolated and alienated, which often leads to truanting and, in the worst-case scenarios, to suicide. So they're, they're, they're doing it, it would be done if it happens, to stop gay kids basically getting picked on in school. I don't like schools that segregate for whatever, for religious reasons or ethnic reasons or for sexual, well, gender reasons. Well, I, I kind of worry that it papers over papers over a problem, you know? So instead of dealing with it in schools and making sure that this is part of the mainstream, Mm. because real life has to be like that, you're taking the children out of it. And also you're depriving those, the straight children, of learning how to deal with and live alongside people who may have a different uh, lifestyle or uh, may have just a different um, sexuality. 08459 455 555. What do you think about this LGBT school? Dave from Sundon says, uh, this is on the text, and by the way, if you want to send a text, 81333 and put 3CR in the beginning. In the LGBT school, will the kids bully the straight kids or will they exclude heteros? It's just more division. I'm guessing that heterosexual kids will not be in there. But then you, they couldn't discriminate like that, could they? They couldn't say, oh, sorry, you're straight, you can't come in. Because that's discrimination. Michael and Sydney, it's I was bullied for being black. Can we have a school for just me, please? See, I don't know, I, you know, I think this is the danger. We also got a, t- a tweet about it as well, someone who's very disappointed. Give us that and then we'll move on and we'll, we'll look at it a bit more in, uh, a bit later on. OK, this is a disappointed tweet. Yep. Uh, it was from someone who said to me, uh, just realised that you don't mean they're just for Britain's Got Talent kids. <laughs> Thank you. 08459 555. Now, religious and community leaders will be taking to the streets of High Wycombe this weekend to celebrate the birth of the Prophet Muhammad. The annual march will have an extra resonance on Sunday, given recent events in Paris and a fear that the actions of an Islamist minority might have consequences for people here. Well, Amir Naim is the uh, editor-in-chief of British Muslim TV. Morning, Amir. Good morning. I know your station is trying to promote progressive Islam. Do you think marches like this are the way forward? Um, Well, uh, firstly, I'd say there is only an Islam, so our channel is actually promoting just confident Muslims full stop. Um, I think the the, the notion of a regressive Islam is coming probably from the, the, the things that people are actually kind of seeing on the media and uh, people who are doing things in the name of Islam, like what we saw um, in, in Paris uh, last week, um, these things are not the message of Islam. These things are not the message of the Prophet Muhammad. So uh, Islam full stop, it means peace. It means put peace in your heart. And so 
Now, uh, I mean, I know, I I know that... We're necessarily saying progressive Islam. Well, I, I, think I know that... true Islam. I think, I think a significant number of people know that, uh, that those uh, idiots, those thugs that were running around with guns last week in Paris exactly. uh, do, not re- do not represent uh, Islam. But I also know, because I've been getting emails from at least one bloke who is now blocked, by the way, Steve, thank you very much, uh, for, <laughs> that, 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 you know, that there are a significant number of people who do think that those um, uh, uh, the, the, the thugs were messengers of Muhammad, you know, that they did do represent Islam. So how that, can you that, change that, that image? That's exactly, that's exactly what British Muslim TV is actually set up to do. Right. It's actually to educate those mistaken, misguided, silly, stupid, dare I say it, uh, people, um, to, to actually understand that this is actually what your religion says. And then obviously uh, the wider community, people like yourself, who, who actually recognise to give you the armory and say, look, actually, there you go. If you want to see what Islam is, tune into to British Muslim TV, and this is the real message. But the the, the idiots, and I think we can, I think we can quite comfortably call them idiots. The I, Id- I think we can. The, the idiots <laughs> that do think that Islam is all about running around with rucksacks filled with explosives, they're not going to watch British Muslim TV, are they? It's a really, really valid point. Um, uh, you know, the funny thing is, many of them do, albeit do to criticise. Um, but I'm, I'm very much a, a, a believer in. Uh, you, you, if you say a message enough times, something eventually does kind of creep through. If it doesn't creep through to you, it might just do for future generations. Yeah. So I, I can't take a short-term view on that, and it's not about one individual, but it's about a general kind of... I, I, I tell my people, I tell my staff, this is not a television channel, it's a movement. Um, and so let's not expect a result today, although it's great we are getting results today. But this is about our children, very much so. I hadn't heard of this until we talked about the British Muslim TV, uh, until we talked about it yesterday. And uh, how long have you been going for? And where do, where do people find you? Where are you on the television dial? We're on Sky 845. Right. Um, you can also so find us streaming online live on uh, www.britishmuslim.tv. Yep. Um, and how long have you been going for? Ju- yeah, we, we actually only launched in June this year. Okay. Oh, actually, we're in 2015. Yeah, last year, mate. Come on. <laughs> Keep with it. And get with it. Um, yeah, we launched in June 20, um, 2014, and we've had phenomenal success in, in such a short space of time. Yeah. We heard earlier on that um, uh, there, there, there have been a, possibly an increase in um, uh, attacks on uh, Muslims. There was a woman who was spat at in uh, Milton Keynes because of what happened in Paris, and someone shouted something like along the lines of "You're the cause of all of our problems." Uh, do you, have you heard of, of, of kind of more things happening in the last week or so since Paris? I've been I've been reading about it. There has been a lot, been a lot actually happened in Paris too. Um, uh, there was something in Birmingham yesterday as well. Um, this isn't really a new phenomenon. It, it has a, 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 a regular kind of undertone. Um, let me give you an example. I was actually at a garden party at Buckingham Palace last year. All right, um, mate. No need to show uh, off. Blimey. No, I know. But wait for what happens next. So I'm, in, I'm, I'm a Manchester lad. Um, Sorry so, to hear that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> somebody has to be. Yep. Um, uh, I'm a Manchester lad. I'm proud to be a Manchester lad. Uh, but we travelled back in the tube uh, after the garden party, back to the hotel, and uh, a lady came up to my wife and actually just literally just out of the boots came up and said, go back to your, and then use a profanity, go back to your country. And I was so surprised because we've just come from a garden party with, <laughs> with the ultimate Brit. Did you just um, say, I've, I've been hanging out with your queen, love? <laughs> I know, she, unfortunately, she kind of, she jumped off the train to say the comment, jumped right back on the train and we saw her disappear. But that, I mean, and that's just, I mean, that is actually, unfortunately, and it's really unfortunate, uh, a reflection of, of some I of the we'd... undertones we have. Uh, roughly how old was she, would you say, Emma? 
she was probably in. She was in her forties. Okay, well, I mean that's the same age as me. I thought we'd got rid of that that go back to your country phrase in in, in the mid eighties. I know, I know, but um, uh, sometimes you've got to be in it to see it. And, yeah. Um, it, it, it's a sad reality. I mean, but the, the, and that's another reason why I, I, British Muslim TV exists because we we have the narrative to be confidently Muslim and comfortably British. Okay. So, I mean, something like that, uh, to be honest, my wife and I, we, we really genuinely laughed. Um, uh, it brushes it, it over you, and, and that's, that, that's also our take on, I mean, we're very distressed. Not in the word of offended, but we're very distressed when we see cartoons, for example, of the Prophet Muhammad, because our religion doesn't actually allow those things. But um, you, you, you let it go right through you, and you don't respond, and yeah, your heart needs to not, not even miss okay. a beat. I mean, listen, we, we've got to move on because I've got to do business and stuff. Keep in touch with us. I wish you the, the best of luck, luck with British Muslim TV. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll get you on again at some point. Uh, it's 8.16. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. Here it is. Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 southbound, there's still a lane closed on the entry slip road at Junction 8 for for Oxford. That's not doesn't seem to be causing too many problems though. And having a look at the A1M southbound, that's quite slow past Stevenage. Elsewhere on Vicarage Road in Watford, that's looking quite busy westbound near Exchange Road. The A10 through Enfield has the traffic lights not working at the M25 Junction 29 for Enfield. Um, they're not causing delays at the moment, but they did cause some long queues last night, so do expect some problems there. In Clark Hill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's looking very busy between Backstreet and the A507, but a new pop hangar on the A509 southbound that has been reopened and all cleared after the accident there earlier between Chichley and the Tickford roundabout. Looking at the train departure boards, no reports of any problems so far. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 8.17, it's Friday the 16th of January. Jonathan Vernon-Smith has turned up and already naughtiness is afoot. Can it you? Is, yes. Can I just read the headlines? Is yeah, that, yeah, go ahead. Thank you go very ahead. much indeed. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend and the first edition of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo since the shootings in Paris goes on sale in the UK today. These three counties radio. Right. Hanging on about today, then uh, the Pope. Oh, blimey! Okay. Yeah. Um, have you said? Did you see the Pope yesterday? He said something funny, didn't he? Well, well, it de- well, it depends on your point of view, and that's exactly what we'll be debating Go this on. morning from nine. I'll be asking: Do you agree with the Pope that it's wrong to ridicule someone's faith? The Pope has said that religion yes. should be treated with respect, and it's wrong to insult or ridicule someone's faith. And to illustrate the point, this, this is br- what this is what about. he said. This is brilliant. To illustrate the point, he joked with journalists that his assess his assistant could expect a punch if he cursed his mother and then acted out. Did he do the, the mime? He, he clenched his fists <laughs> and, and demonstrated that he would have punched his assistant in the face. I only heard it on the radio. I, I didn't know he... OK, well, good for him. The Holy Pontiff argues that freedom of speech is important, but it should have limits. You should not mock religion and you cannot make fun of faith. 
Well, this morning from nine, I'm very interested to hear your response to this. Do you agree with the Pope that it's wrong to ridicule someone's faith? And when we talk about this, we're not just talking about ridiculing Islam, which no. of course has been so much in the news. He's talking about all faiths. That's Derek Nimmo out of a career then, isn't it? Abs- There's comedy vicars. Absolutely. Well, from nine this morning, I'd love your reaction to this. Do you agree with the Pope, the Pope that it's wrong to ridicule, ridicule someone's faith? Or do you think ultimately, no, 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 that's what it's all about in this, in this world. And it, if some people are religious, that's fine that's up to them if others aren't religious that's fine but you should still be able to take the mickey out of someone who's religious your view on 08459 455 555 this morning from nine monday night sport is a sports program unlike any other one thing about monday night sport is it's not all about football croquet basketball boxing bowls oh you've done me there they do another one quick tennis Tennis. the one where we were on water on skis wakeboarding wakeboarding that's it wakeboarding so it's all these stories it's all these people it's not just the sport itself it's the story behind the individual who's taking part in that sport you've been far too serious i have i have i mean we make it a laugh we make it enjoyable and people who listen probably wouldn't ever listen to sport in their life but they would probably listen to Monday Night Sport. We are like... We're not like Gary Lineker and Alan Hampson. No, we're not like that. You can't win airs with kids. I've got a touch of class about me, and then you just sort of pose around, sometimes coming up with the goods every now and again. I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm in the hobnob. Sorry. Sorry. The lads bought in hobnobs. Something hey, you kept that quiet. I know, and they kind of snuck me in the... You may have heard a rustling noise about 30 minutes ago when we were talking to the boys. They were um, fingering a packet of hobnobs, <laughs> and uh, they, they, uh, they gave them to me. They were gone. So, yes, I've got some hobnobs. I might sell you a hobnob uh, later on. Talking about this ventilator story... Mm-hmm. I've had um, a text back on that well. As well. A, a fellow got booted out of the cinema. He's got uh, muscular dystrophy. His ventilator was too loud. Six people complained. Dealey's taken it to the streets. I've, have you seen Dealey's tweet? Yes. Would you complain if a ventilator was too noisy in a cinema? Incredible and sad views from Radlett after 8.30. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh dear, that doesn't sound um, promising, does it? No, Mark in Bedford isn't happy with what Phil said earlier on as well. Remember, hang on, what did Phil say? He said, how long should the majority be inconvenienced right. by the minority? OK, so, and what's Mark saying? Well, uh, I'm going to have to um, be careful... Because we've had quite enough swearing on the programme. Guys, come on, just don't text us swear no, words. On, it's it makes, OK, it's only a mild one. You're playing one. with fire. It's a mild one. I'll think of a different word for it. Potty mouth boil? Uh, OK, right, OK, I'll take a run-up. <laughs> well, you, you took a run-up last time. Hang on. Inconvenience. I'm sorry if my disability inconveniences you. There's one, two, three, three exclamation marks there. Well. You bottom, three exclamation, two exclamation oh, marks. Mark in Bedford. Not happy. Wowzers. Okay. Okay. Well, this but, is the thing, right? They yeah. are quite noisy, those machines. Yeah. If I was using one of those machines, I might think twice about going somewhere quiet with it. But then, if it's if it's that, or you d- never got out of our house, you're going to have to seize the nettle or whatever it is and, and <laughs> go out, aren't you? <clears throat> uh, but I would uh, never complain about someone. No, and I, I would. I wouldn't. It complain. might annoy me, but I wouldn't complain. Okay. Here's something. Honesty. <clears throat> Do you remember when we went to Nando's? Yes. And there was a gentleman who, um, um, I don't know what the term, terminology, he, gentleman who was out with his carer. Yeah. He, who was overly friendly. He had a le- learning disability, didn't he? Yeah, he was overly friendly and overly talkative. And um, we went into the restaurant and uh, we were offered a seat near him. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction was to move somewhere else. In fact, I did try to move somewhere else and I was told I couldn't go and move somewhere else. Well, yes. Because... But that's because he kept coming over. Well, yeah, because, well, yeah. 
and wanted it, to shake hands. He was he was inconvenient. It was inconvenient. It was inconvenient. And, I, and I, okay, here's the, oh, I'm going to regret saying this. I found it a little bit embarrassing. Mm. Found it a little bit embarrassing. Not his disability, but the fact that he kept trying to talk to us. Mm. And I wanted to hang out with you lot, and I didn't want to talk to him, and I didn't want to sit near him. because you I also knew... didn't want to be rude to him. So no. we did keep engaging in conversation. We did engage with him. We did, I went and shook his hand, and after that he, he did a massive sneeze. And I, <laughs> But I, I, I felt a little bit... I didn't want him near me. Yeah, but then... Not because I've, he was disgusting, but because I, it was just... I felt embarrassed. That was your gut reaction. Yeah. But we didn't make a fuss no. about it. We didn't complain about no. it. No. And actually, it was fine. And of course it was fine. You're right. That was the knee-jerk reaction. Um... 08459 555 555. Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. While I'm talking to you, I am listening. I'm just tweeting the link. The, the young lads that came in before um, 8 o'clock, uh, they, they, they came in and they did some singing, and Kelly filmed it. It's on facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. And I'm just going to tweet the link so that more people get to see it, Sheila. But I am paying you my full and almost undivided attention. What would you like to say? Uh, well, I have a nephew who is actually in a wheelchair, yep. and when we go to the cinema, we uh, they have places right at the back. When I say at the back, at the back of the seats, yeah, and uh, so that's not too bad. And Arnold, um when he was a bit young, he could get a little bit noisy. Not too bad, but he just sort of wanted our attention. But I've been in the cinema, and I've sat there, and I've been, um, I'm going to say annoyed, but I've had young children getting out of their seats, running up and down the aisle. Yeah, I've had. Adults, uh, obviously having to come into a film, perhaps don't want to be there, and they're using their, um, not the laptops, but their phones, you know what I mean, and mm. texting. And you've got this bright light coming up towards you. So I think perhaps, you know, maybe uh, maybe if they want to have a go at other people who can't help themselves, maybe we should say... Oh, right, someone you know. uses a phone. Someone uses a phone in the cinema. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll have a word with them. And there was when I went to see Paddington the other day, there was someone who was using a, f- a phone right up until the film started. And I was, I was, getting, I was bracing myself to say, sorry, could you turn that off, please? Because uh, you're right, that, that, that is, it, it is annoying. But if you've paid, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 quid to go and see a film, and there is a noise that is disturbing you, whatever that noise is, and however uh, um, immoral it may be, or or unkind it may be, you have a right, don't you, to expect to see and hear the film in all of its powerful glory? Yes, so that would include people who use their phones, people who have children who run around. On, um, just before Christmas... Hemel Hempstead Small Theatre yep. had a film on in the morning, yep. which was for, which we didn't realise we weren't saw it. It was one of these old black and whites or something, and it was uh, for mothers and babies. Yeah, yeah, they have they have mothers and babies. They have um, uh, shows for autistic kids as well. And, That's right. Um, so, so may, maybe you know, I feel I feel it's unfortunate for the person with the breathing thing because I, I guess if it was me, I'd tell everybody to say, oh, just be thankful that you can breathe quietly, <laughs> you know. Um, but maybe we should consider Catherine. making places available yeah. for people who. Well, then we're seg- then we're, we're back to segregation, aren't we? Mm. Catherine, I know for a fact you would not let your girls run around the cinema, no. would you? No, of course I wouldn't. My boys, my boys try it, and, and uh, it, it, no, they don't actually try it. Well, the, the youngest, he's pretty good at sitting for a film now, but if he, he used to get restless, and if he kept getting up, I would, I would say, right, out, we're out, yeah. we're going out, and we go out, and the other one would have to come with me if it was just me there, and I'd let him run off his energy, and then we'd go back and but sit I, down. I felt like that in restaurants as well, anywhere where I don't want my no. my having children to impact negatively on anyone else. 
Can, can I say that the one thing that annoys me personally yep. is the theatre when you go in or you go to a show where they are selling these light thingies. Oh, that's pantomimes! And, and, and sometimes you've got one right by you. Sheila, that's pantomimes, I, you grumpy I, sausage! I, I don't know, some Shakespeare performances, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Hang on a second, let me bring Brendan in the conversation. Morning, Brendan! Morning, well, how well, are you getting yeah, on? Well, I'm fine, what would you like to say? We've got a special system up in St Neots. Yep. Right. We have a cinema system where if you've got two, if you've got wheelchairs with you, yep. you can go up a lift shaft, there's a moving floor, but the walls don't move. Right. Okay. If you work this out carefully. I'm trying to, yes. And you, you go right up near the, the light fittings. That's, near, that's the other door. Yeah. And then it's on five and six screens. You've got a box, which is for two seats and a wheelchair space. All right, yeah. So, you get, so you've got a box that's higher up. Yeah, you've got a box. And you can have a couple of carers in there. No, you can have a wheelchair yeah. plus one other person like myself and a carer. Right. And that's where most of our carers have been using because we've got but some wh- people... That- why are they so high up? Because that's the way the, the cinema can cope with it. Different cinemas had different problems. And we've heard... The cinema we, we've got here in St. Neas, they were trying to build it so huge... Yeah. ...that they were going to block out someone's land. Brendan, let me but put this to you. We've, we've got a tweet, and I think, I, I think I'm reading this tweet properly, Joy, and if I'm not, then let me know. Uh, in response to would you complain if a ventilator was too noisy in a cinema, Joy says, I would walk out and ask for a refund. What do you reckon you to that, would, Brendan? If, you, if they're up in that box, as I was describing to you, they would be fine. OK, Brendan, thank Can you very end? much. Sheila, thank you very much indeed. We shouldn't have to tuck people away, though. Should we? Got a so message through here one. from uh, David. Uh, go on, give us that, and then we'll go to the Twitter. travel. If someone had narcolepsy in the cinema and snoring loudly, people would complain. Disability shouldn't make people exempt. And I, I think he's right. If you want equality, then oh, it's a, it's a t- let's let's have this, and we'll talk about it more afterwards. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage looking at the speed sensors and the M40 southbound there's still a lane close on the entry slip road at Junction 8 for Oxford because of flooding. On the A10 and Enfield the traffic lights aren't working at the M25 Junction 25 roundabout. It's not looking too bad at the moment on the speed sensors. On the A1 Great North Road that's looking quite slow between Station Road at northbound to the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks and it's all moving fine on the A509 southbound through Newport Pagnell after the accident there earlier. Looking at the train departure boards and no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Organisers say a march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad in High Wycombe this weekend could attract up to 2,000 people. It comes after terrorists killed 12 people at the offices of the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo for its depiction of the Prophet. The authorities in Belgium say they foiled a plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations on a grand scale. 
two men were shot dead when they opened fire on police in the eastern town of Vervier. They're thought to have recently returned from Syria. President Obama and David Cameron, who's in Washington, are to announce plans for British and US intelligence agencies to work together to tackle cyber attacks. The resilience of computer networks will be tested. Two men who were attacked uh, who attacked a 50-year-old Polish man at a car park in Luton will be sentenced later. Ziggy Pavlex died from head injuries three days after he was found on George Street West. 26-year-old Carl Stockwell from Dallow Road pleaded guilty to causing grievous bodily harm with intent. 19-year-old Daniel McRedmond from Shirley Road pleaded not guilty to inflicting grievous bodily harm but guilty to actual bodily harm. The fate of the Beagle 2 Mars lander built by the Open University could be revealed this morning. The space probe was supposed to touch down on the Red Planet on Christmas Day 2003. And the weather forecast, cold and largely dry this morning, with light winds and some sunshine. Cloud will thicken in the afternoon and there'll be some showers. Highs today of 6 Celsius, that's 43 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton manager John Still has told BBC Three Counties Sport that Luke Gutteridge, Pelly Ruddock and Alex Lawless are just weeks away from starting in the first team. Still has also been explaining the reason for not bringing back Cameron McGeehan to the club after the Norwich man signed on loan for Cambridge. We would take Cameron McGeehan and Cameron McGeehan would come but I don't want to loan him. Would I take him permanent? Yes, we would. If we get a chance to take him permanent, will we? Yes, we will. But why would I bring him in to sit on the bench and, and not play? They'd want him to play, and I would understand that. And there's no benefit in that for us at the moment. Take him permanent, yes. To loan him, we don't need to. Stevenage travel to York in League Two tomorrow. The Borough are looking to continue an impressive run of form that has yielded four wins and a draw from the last five games. Striker Calvin Zola has been getting game time recently after a long injury layoff and manager Graham Westley has been explaining how difficult it's been for his front man. Any, any player who's been out for a long period of time um, will tell you it's tough to, to get back in. Some, you sometimes look as though you've never played the game before and uh, you have to, as a manager, appreciate the difficulties that player's facing. You can only produce what's in your body. When it's not in your body, it's really tough and you've got to be really brave to get out there on the pitch, wear a shirt and play to you know, substandard levels. And you, know, hope, you hope that people will bear with you while you're getting yourself right. And I'm sure before the end of the year, he'll be ready to make a contribution. Watford have appointed Dean Austin as assistant coach. He returns to the club having worked under Brendan Rodgers five years ago. Austin will watch the Hornets' championship match at home to Charlton tomorrow. Jeff Doyle reports. Watford have been keen to add an English voice to their coaching setup. Nigel Gibbs was expected to join but chose Millwall instead recently. Dean Austin returns to the club four and a half years after leaving with Brendan Rodgers to Reading. A former Tottenham and Crystal Palace player, he's coached at a number of league clubs since his previous Hornets experience. As for player signings, Bolton midfielder Jay Spearing is reportedly on Watford's radar, as is Serbian defender Vujadin Savic. Luton Town midfielder Solomon Taiwo has left the club and joined Dover. Meanwhile, striker Ross Lafayette has signed on loan for Woking. The Hatters are at Plymouth tomorrow. Luke Rooney is a doubt. Wickham Wanderers midfielder Josh Scohan has left the club and signed for League One side Barnsley. Scohan was out of contract in the summer and turned down a new chairboys deal. Wickham are at Bury tomorrow. 
And in tennis, Andy Murray will play a qualifier at the Australian Open, but if he progresses into the second week, he may have to play Grigor Dimitrov in the fourth round and Roger Federer in the quarterfinals. James Ward will start against the 31st seed, Fernando Verdasco. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'm back with a full bulletin at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just to say, the video of the young lads who came in and sang for us, Shaquille, Jamal and Tyler, it's on facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. And also on Facebook, Danny has posted, do we really need to listen to the most rude presenter, Lee and Lee? I find him very irritating. I replied, no, Danny, you don't. You can listen to another radio station. Uh, They have uh, changed the laws, so you are not forced to listen to BBC Three Counties Radio every day. Daily, Morning, boss. How are you? You all right, baby? Yeah, yourself? Good, thank you very much. It, uh, Kelly was telling me you got beef with baby. Baby uh, beef. Yes, yes, sometimes I've got beef with baby. I mean, I, I do like dirty dancing, but uh, sometimes that word can be overused, you know? Okay, you don't, you don't like the word... You never lent over to a woman in a romantic en- encounter and said, Baby... Go, go and put the kettle on. Have you never done that? <laughs> no? No? Uh, well, yeah, I have done that occasionally. I say but, it's Catherine um, all you know, the time. I think um, the, the, the word baby needs to be used by, uh, you know, the, um, well, we're a person, let's say, not, not a variety of people. All right, Justin down. Bieber's always saying it. Yeah, well, that's it. Now, listen, we, got, uh, we, we saw your tweet earlier on. Mm. Uh, it's about this story. I didn't think, I, I thought the, the gay school would go, but this is the one that's really taken off. Um, I'll just read it from the sun It's a tiny thing in the sun, a little bit in the corner Britain's largest cinema chain Has apologised for turfing out a wheelchair bound man Whose ventilator was deemed too noisy So ventilator, for those who don't know It's one of those machines that that basically breathes for you Or it helps you breathe And it makes kind of a hissing noise, a a puffing noise And there's often a clunk as well Yep Richard Bridger, 31, has muscular dystrophy had uh, Had been watching Taken 3 with his carer But staff told him to leave the Odeon Cinema after six film-goers complained. Uh, Richard's father, Steve, said the ventilator does make a small noise, but nowhere near as loud as eating popcorn. It's disgusting he's treated this way. The Odeon said we're looking at what happened to ensure it never happens again. So the question is, would you complain if... uh, Well, what was the question you took to the street, Justin? How did you phrase it? Exactly that. You know, put put in a a similar situation, would you do the same thing? Six people have complained here. Uh, The man was thrown out of the cinema. Would you do the same? When I said to you earlier on, personally, I just couldn't complain about something like that. You tweeted... a certain type of person to to go up to the management and make that complaint. And uh, to be quite frank with you, uh, a nasty person. Well, you tweeted you tweeted that question. Would you complain if a ventilator was too noisy in a cinema? Joy has replied, "I would walk out and ask for a refund." I'm assuming she's referring to the noise of the ventilator would cause her to walk out and ask for a refund. Yeah, I'm, I'm again. I'm surprised. I presume that's what she means. I'm surprised. I'm in Radlett this morning, yep. and I took the question to the streets with some. Surprising results, disappointing results. Ian, here's what people had to say. Okay, Dave, put yourself in a similar situation. Um, You've actually paid money to watch Taken 3, almost a crime in itself. But um, what would you do if there was somebody in that cinema and that ventilator was quite noisy? Would you complain? Not if it was, if you could live with it. If you couldn't live with it, if it was really affecting how much you're enjoying the film, then you'd have to say something, wouldn't you? Why would you have to say something, though? Because, uh, I don't know, you, you, you've got to stand up for yourself, haven't you? you? You can't just let things like that happen and, you know... I, it, wow, things like that happen? <laughs> you're actually <laughs> saying that? 
And no, I, I don't mean to be that controversial, really, but yeah. if it's affecting your enjoyment of the movie, which you've yeah. paid to see, then, you know... I would say something, And yeah, you wouldn't would. feel guilty at all for, yeah, for speaking feel... to the management? Would you feel like a, a nasty person for doing that? Yeah, I would feel bad. Absolutely, I would. But I want to watch the film, and I paid to watch the film. So, you know, there's a fine line there, isn't there, between good and bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't agree, but I appreciate your honesty. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> OK, thanks. Marsha, you made it very clear to me that, that you wouldn't complain about something like this. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on the man being thrown out of the cinema for his ventilator being too loud? I think it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. The poor man. Well, I've spoken to a man a minute ago who said to me, I've paid my money my right to complain. What do you think about those sort of people? I think it's very selfish and it might happen to him one day and he wouldn't like it. So even if you were in that cinema and your enjoyment was being ruined I know it sounds horrible to say that but but ruined you wouldn't even think about complaining? No I wouldn't. I might not be happy about it but I can go back to the cinema another day. That poor man, that's probably his life. Okay Paul, what would you do? Would you complain? I would definitely complain. Why would you complain? Because I'm not paying money to go to watch a film and then I can't see the film or I can't hear the film, sorry, over someone's ventilation machine. It's not fair. <coughs> it's not right. So it's not fair? No, it's not fair to me. It costs nearly... If you take your family out to the cinema, you're spending mm. nearly £40, £50. Pound. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And then, you, you, know, you know, maybe you should get those... Uh, take him somewhere else and put him in a corner where you can't hear him in a booth. I can't believe people are actually saying these things here. Just lastly, have you not Very got selfish. a heart? Have no, you not no, got a heart? Not at all. Selfish? What, you or, or, or the person on the ventilator? I, I think both of us are selfish. Me for making those comments and him for being ill. It's not his fault, though, is it? No, no I know. Have, have, have you asking, got... Have you... No, I have no heart. I'm sorry. Not when it comes to watching a film. It's not right. It's not okay. right. We'll leave it there. Thank you. Right. Nice to meet you. Put him in a booth! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Just, I mean, the, 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 these people here, I think oh. they should come to Radley more often because um, the views here this morning are just absolutely incredible. Some of them, which didn't go on record, were even worse. Absolutely staggering. Put him in a booth. That really, Catherine, I mean, that's, um, that's incredible. It was also the comment, I'm selfish for wanting to watch the film and you're selfish for being ill. Wow. I Justin, know, I know. Um, cracking stuff. You're, uh, you, just a little plug for you. You're on the radio tomorrow. What, what can we expect? Uh, yeah, two hours of great songs and great memories from 12 until 2. Tomorrow, the UK and American charts from this weekend in 1975. And requests from the street. Um, those requests involve love, a sweet love abroad. Oh so it should be an interesting show. Justin, you've been on cracking form this week. Thank you very much indeed. Cindy's on the line. Morning, Cindy. Good morning. What would you like to say, madam? Um, well, I'm actually a psychiatric nurse. OK. And I have been for about 20 years working with people with learning disabilities and autism. Yeah. And um, with regard to the, the person in the cinema, if I was a carer, and I have been um, for people with a learning disability, I perhaps would have rung ahead and said, you know, I've got somebody that's got a noisy piece of equipment it may disturb people. Is there any areas where we could sit, or is there another branch of your cinema where you do have? I'm sorry, madam. Areas? You can't. You can't bring him to the cinema. You can't bring him. I'm to sorry, the madam. Uh, if, if if he's got noisy equipment, I'm afraid we can't allow you into the cinema. Well, then I would actually write to the manager and say, what 
what area can we bring people that have got this? Or as a carer, if they were indignant about it, then I'd, I'd probably find out from your earlier gentleman where people with that sort of equipment could go to go and watch um, a film. I think, you know, the onus is also on the carers to do that. Joy, Joy is who tweeted um, earlier on, and we've got that her, her, she she's clarified what she meant. Joy said she would walk out and ask for a refund. She then goes on to say, "I meant it would be awful complaining about the poor bloke and go back another day." So she'd still have a problem with it, but she wouldn't complain. Well, it is a really awkward situation, but and I think you know even with people with a disability, people feel awkward saying anything. And even back to when you went to the restaurant and the man kept coming over, you know, it is our responsibility. If it hadn't been somebody with a learning disability, then you would ask them to sit down, whatever. But, you know, perhaps you should have said, you know, it's nice to meet you, shake his hand, but I'm eating my meal and I'll come and see you later. Cindy, have a listen to this text that we had earlier on. Just, I just want Catherine to put this to you and see what you think. OK, this is from Phil. Um, at what point does it become acceptable that the majority have to be inconvenienced by the minority? What do you reckon, Cindy? Well, we have to live with all sorts of people. I mean, there's always a minority and a majority, but... You know, the minority make up in different forms, don't they? Learning disabled, people with different religions. There's always going to be a minority and a majority, but there isn't anymore. Cindy, stay there. Uh, th- Cindy, thanks very much. I'm going to let you go. I just want to squeeze Paul in before the news. Morning, Paul. Morning. What would you like to say, Paul? Um, well, I'd just like to say, was it not possible to maybe move the disabled person somewhere else? Or, I'm assuming that the cinema was that full that they had to let these six people go, otherwise they could have been moved elsewhere. Well, the thing is, most cinemas, most cinema screens these days, and trust me, I see far too many of them, the the cinemas are quite small, aren't they? They, You you know, they're not massive, and if you were to move someone with a noisy piece of equipment, even to the back, you'd probably still hear it in a lot of screens. Well, I'd put them to the front, really, where the speakers are, because then it'll sort of cover the sound a bit. But Don't get a very good view at the front, though, do you? It's quite... It's too, <laughs> it's too close. Well, it is. It's too close. I would never sit at the front in a cinema. Oh, no, they're quite well heated these days. Um, but what I was going to say was a couple of things was, uh, one, could they not have a handicapped or a disabled person sort of evening for these films so that they can, you know, these they can arrange all to come down So we don't have to see night? them? Well, so, so they, they don't get have, in the way? No, 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 no. So they have the pleasure of enjoying the film without being criticised. So all the so all the disabled people can disturb each other with their ventilators yes, and their shouting exactly. out and their spasms. But about yes. the normal people, we don't we don't get to, they don't get in our way and they don't ruin it for us. No, and this is the funny one. Get them all to go and watch Star Wars. That way they won't even notice with Darth Vader. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. So we put all the disabled people on their own screen so the normal people, in inverted commas, please hear the irony in my voice when I say that before you start complaining. We don't have to see them. Wouldn't that be perfect? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M40 southbound, there's still a lane closed at Junction 8 for Oxford because the, uh, there's a lane closed there that's uh, flooded at Junction 8. On the A1M southbound, there are queues between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage looking at the speed sensors. And in Hitchin Paynes Park, the A505 is looking very busy uh, from Carter's Lane through the roadworks. They seem to be causing a lot of problems. In High Wycombe on the A404, that is very slow into High Wycombe. And the A1 southbound is slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Checking the train departure boards and there's no major delay showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you. I've, I've just had... Um... I've just had my mind blown by Catherine Boyle doing a... Well, she claims it's a Mr T impression. Well, I'll get to do it on air in a second. Unbelievable. Just wrong on so many levels. 8.46. Where are we? Friday, the 16th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are... I can hear you cackling through the glass. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A march to mark the birth of the Prophet Muhammad is being held in High Wycombe this weekend. Organisers say it could attract up to 2,000 people. And the authorities in Belgium say yesterday's counter-terrorist operation in the eastern town of Verviers foiled a major plot by Islamist militants to attack police stations. Coming up, Catherine's Mr T impression. Before that, here's Alina with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. A cold start to the day, but not as cold as it's going to be over the next few days. Temperatures at the moment around 3 or 4 Celsius. Largely dry for many, light winds, some sunshine, but there will be a little bit more cloud pushing up from the south as the day wears on. It brings the chance of one or two showers, which will mostly be of rain, uh, but over high ground it could be something a little bit more wintry, maybe a bit of sleetiness here, especially over the high ground of the Chilterns. Uh, uh, High today of 6 Celsius, 43 degrees Fahrenheit, and then those values drop away overnight under clear skies, widespread frost developing, some icy stretches too, particularly if we have seen any showers. We'll see temperatures dropping down to minus 3 or minus 4 Celsius quite widely, so a really cold start to the day tomorrow. But a bright start, some spells of sunshine, and it starts to cloud over through the day. There'll be a few showers pushing their way across, and once again, they could be wintry in nature, so some sleet or some snow, especially over higher ground. Highs tomorrow of 5 Celsius, 41 degrees Fahrenheit, and then further wintry showers overnight into Sunday. Some of those will still be lingering for a time on Sunday. Uh, it's showers, so a little bit hit and miss, but we could well see some, some snow during during Sunday morning and as we go into Monday and Tuesday it stays very cold both by day and night widespread severe frost and the chance of seeing further sleet or snow showers Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio where we find out the truths around mental health disability and finding out more each week about illnesses. Sophie Solaria. I think the programme benefits the listener because they get to come on a learning journey with me, find out so much more about the illnesses that perhaps they wanted to know more about but didn't know where to ask. Shrink wrapped. If you're a doctor and you're listening, you can get on board with Dr. Chetna Kang because she asks all the hard questions. Every Sunday from one. The types of stories we've covered have ranged from dementia and Alzheimer's to uncovering the lack of diagnosis of HIV in Bedfordshire. Shrink wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 Ake is on the line. Good morning, Ake. Oh, hello there. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Ake. What would you like to say? Right, basically, I've been tuning into your show um, and I think this topic about uh, the incident with the ventilation is such a controversial um, topic. Um, me, myself, and my family members... Um, Thank God. Um, none of us have a form of disability that I'm aware of. But I think we need to emphasize um, a lot of people have made comments of, you know, um, 
that, that people with disabilities shouldn't be in the cinema, they would complain, etc. But I think we need to emphasize and ask ourselves the question, what if your daughter, your mother or your son had a ventilator and you wanted to take them to a cinema and someone was complaining, how would you feel about that? Um, and I think that's something to think about. And the thing uh, is, okay, no one ever, no one ever thinks that this, uh, unless they they are involved in this situation like this, no one ever thinks yes. it could ever happen to them. Absolutely, and that's why you, we as humans are losing the human element of many things in life. And I think I find it quite disgusting uh, with some of the comments, but. I think people are definitely forgetting that it could happen to anybody. Um, and once it does happen, then you truly realise the extent of discrimination. My mum lives in a care home, okay? She's got uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, and there are people with varying forms of physical disabilities. Some of them are, uh, are you know, are, are fairly comparatively mild. Some of them are really extreme to the point where they are literally uh, in a wheelchair, uh, they have spasms, they're drooling, they're making noises, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was when my mum moved into this care home, I was speaking to one of the people who work there and I think the care home is probably about 25 20 years old maybe something like that right. and uh, maybe not that old actually and when this it was, a, it was a house that was converted and when this or it was especially but I don't know anyway when this this care home was being built there was a massive campaign from locals not to have it built because they didn't want to see people like that it's in Gerard's Cross really nice well-to-do place they mm. didn't want to see people like that going up and down the streets. Now, since then, the majority of people in Gerald's Cross actually really appreciate the home and they support mm. it and uh, the, the, the people there are very welcome. But there was a big campaign that they didn't want to see disabled people. Yes, I, I think it comes down to lack of uh, ignorance and uh, um, education, really. And, um, you know, I, I've worked for organisations in the past which specialise in people with disabilities, how to support them back into employability, etc. And it was quite an interesting job, in fact, and I did really well in it. And uh, I think people just need to be a lot more aware of, of uh, disability. And I and guess uh, by having people in cinemas with ventilators, that helps create the awareness, doesn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Me, personally, if it was annoying me, um, someone uh, earlier did mention they would go to the manager and ask for a refund. Um, I, and I won't, uh, you know, just lie and say um, I would sit down and uh, happily enjoy the movie. If I wasn't happy, I'm sure the management team would empathise well, and su- understand and refund you. OK, but then supposing um, six, ten people come out of the cinema and go to the manager and say, look, I don't want to make a fuss, but there's a fella in there, he's, he's in a wheelchair, he's making a big noise, I, I, I don't want to complain, but I just want the money back. If ten people walk out of the cinema and want the money back, well, the manager's going to do the simple maths and go, well, hang on a second, I need to get rid of the guy that's causing the problem. Um, again, it's a difficult one. Yeah. You need to look at the company's corporate social responsibility, and there's many things we can go into. But um, I think, you know, a poor guy, uh, he yeah. must be aware of the situation, and he must, he must feel gutted already due to his disability and by, you know, understanding that people didn't want him there. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed. We've got any taxes on this? We've got, yeah, and we've got another thought. By the way, I, I've got... listeners coming from, by the can way? Can I just say, the, since we've come back from Christmas, we're getting all these new voices, all these new names, all these new texts from... Uh, the, the, you've all upped your game. This is wonderful. Thank you. Someone's given the intelligent uh, listeners 
new phones or something <laughs> or with all those pre-programmed. Well, they've, they've, uh, they, their radios have mysteriously... Ch- but honestly, the, the, the last couple of weeks have been brilliant. Thank you. Who have we got on the text? Really thoughtful one here from Marie. Says, aren't all the stories from this week mainly about tolerance? Teaching oh. people to be more tolerant of differences, people's lifestyle choices and religion. Being offended doesn't hurt you. You just tolerate others without violence. Complaint letters or segregation. Marie. Yep. Sounds really interesting. Right. Um, Dean says, I've not been to the cinema where there's been more than six people there anyway. And oh. this included some drunk down and out bloke who I think lives there, says Dean. Oh, blimey. I wonder which cinema that is. Yes. Um, Why, and- do you want to go meet this fella? <laughs> Sounds like your type. <laughs> Matt said, I think if the ventilator bothered me that much, I'd ask for my ticket to be credited so I could visit another time. And um, here's a question for you from Logical John. Hello, John. He says, Ian, if a person sat near you in a cinema with verbal Tourette's, would that be okay? No. Is my answer. I think... Depends, 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 depends. If they're... Um, it depends. It depends. My, my knee-jerk reaction is no. Uh, Kevin's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. I just asked Logical John, why? Why are you asking that? Why, John? Why? Yeah, why? Why, John? Why? Kevin, what you got for us? Um, yeah, I, I'm basically ringing because of that bloke that said that people with ventilators and stuff should be shut in a booth or in another room. <laughs> that was, that was um, just someone that Justin spoke to in Radley. Yeah, they should be put in a booth, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I'm a little bit narrow-minded, I think. You know, um, I mean, it's like your last caller said. The guy, the poor guy is probably, you know, a little bit kind of self-conscious about himself anyway if he's got a disability. The last thing he wants is for narrow-minded idiots to come out with comment like that. Um, I mean, what, what are they supposed to do? I mean, I, I go around and look after people. I'm a carer, and I look after people in their own homes so they don't have to go into residential homes and hospices and stuff like that. And the, the the idea of my work is to make them more independent and to be able to keep doing what they want to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Just because they come down with an illness or they're terminally ill, they're not allowed to go out, they're not allowed to do Suppose this... Supposing they're ruining the film for you, Kevin. The, no, the noise is, is, is disturbing you and you can't follow the film. Well, you move, don't you? I mean, how... <laughs> Cinemas are never packed. Yeah. Cinemas are never packed. You know, if if, you, if someone's eating too noisily, you move. You know, you make a few tuts and a few snide comments and you move. Uh, Kevin, I'm just, I'm just moving on because I want to squeeze in two more calls before the end of the show. Abraham's on the line. Morning, Abraham. Hello, good morning. You've got 30 seconds, sir. What would you like to say? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is I'm not being rude, uh, being mean or anything, but we shouldn't also behave as ostriches. You see, um... Things do irritate, and it's as simple as that. The thing is, if this thing is too noisy, it's not like a natural thing. This is a device we're talking about here. Yes, it's a device to help someone stay alive. Exactly. But what we are saying is, if it's noisy and people are even complaining, that should even give us an edge to find and, and, and try with the means of getting a proper device, which is even less noisier. So it's, science, it's science's fault. Or maybe the fella could just switch it off for an hour and a half. Exactly. So yeah. I don't see anything wrong... People yeah. complaining. They- it, 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 it would kill him, Abraham. It would kill him. Um, morning, Matt. Morning. How are you, fella? Uh, fine. Good. Yeah, I'm, you're on my best subject again. What's this? Moaning? Yeah, the wheelchair. Yeah? You know as well as I do, the very minute people see wheelchairs, they're anti-straight away. A lot you of people are. You mum in the supermarket? A lot of people are, yeah. And the, the thing is with the, with the ventilator... Uh, 
You're playing my music again. A calm down. Hey, Matty Boom Boom. A calm down. Hey, Matty Boom Boom. A calm down. Sing it, Matt. I don't think it's funny. I drop down dead. Never let your big size fool you. The cooler day of the cool. Matty? Yes. Hey, Matty Boom Boom. Calm down, sweet sugar dumpling. I calm down. Hey, fatty boom. You're not playing, Matt. Yeah, I'm still there. Oh, okay. Uh, with the ventilator. Yes, boss. <laughs> yes, go on. You got 20 seconds, Matt. The person with the ventilator, they shouldn't take him to a cinema. They should wait till the video comes out and watch it on TV at home. We, we've not had Catherine's Mr T impression yet, Mr. Matty. Mr T lookalike says this. Do you want to hear what he says, Matty? I don't care what he says. Oh, That's a yes. Put him in a booth. I want to put that fool in a coma. Grr. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking quite busy still on the A1M southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. On the M40 southbound, there's still a lane closed at Junction 8 for Oxford because it's flooded. And having a look at the M25, that's much quieter than usual today. In High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Hill, that's very busy. And also in Watford on Lower High Street, there are queues at Eastbury Road and the Bushy Arches. In Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors around Ware Road. And checking the cameras on the A1 southbound, it's very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout with the roadworks there. Checking the train departure boards and no major delays are showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Have a lovely, lovely weekend. Right, that's it. That's your lot. There'll be a new podcast up in, uh, well, a few hours' time. I think it'll feature the three kids that came in and did some excellent singing as well. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Just. Thank you, everybody who turned up. We'll be back on Monday at 6. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's 9 o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you agree with the Pope that it's wrong to ridicule someone's faith? 